Who the fuck starts a conversation like that? I just sat down. Well, hello. This is Shelly, your mouthy mama at Talking Trash and Truths. And this is Coffee and Chaos with T3. That's me. Today is Monday, November 27, 2023. It's 8.07 a.m. on the East Coast. And I just wanted to say, hey, what's up? I see Daisy Girls out there. She was here earlier. I had to start a little later because my mic decided to, you know, give me crackles. So I had to reboot. Um, and I see Rabbit. Hi, Rabbit. I've seen you hopping around all weekend. I hope you had a really a good time with your family. I really do. I was thinking about you a lot. Um, today is my mother's birthday. So I will be calling her later to wish her a happy birthday. And I'm sure she's going to say, Oh, Michelle, my husband wouldn't leave me alone all night. I'm so tired. <laughs> you know, she's going to say something like that because that's my mother. Um, she turns 81 today, 81. So she lives quite the life. Can't say I really envy her life. Um, she didn't have the, the best choices out there. She certainly didn't make the best choices and she certainly was not one to have the courage to stand up for herself or well, me, as it turns out, uh, Good, but now exhausted. Well, that's good. That's now you rest up, rabbit, and take care of you, and you know, just protect that heart of yours. Fred Franklin, hey, what's up? Fred has said, hey, hey, hey. Good to see you. Good to see you. Um, a lot of things went on in the last almost week. Well, the last week, I would say, a lot of changes happened. Um. A lot of things I didn't see coming. They certainly came out of left field. Uh, I wasn't prepared for them. I wasn't ready. And they were a welcome change. Don't get me wrong, a welcome change. 
but it just all kind of was a lot for me. Uh, I'm still playing catch up in processing. That's why Friday I, I decided to skip Friday's show. Because I just didn't know what was going to come flying out of my mouth at that point. And I was really exhausted. Um, I slept like 16 hours in one day. And it was just like, oh, yay. Because I average between like two to six hours a night if I'm lucky. And you're closer to the two than you are to the six. So I've been running myself ragged. Because my, my head doesn't like to shut up. Um, naps don't really help. Because the sleep is so broken apart, you just feel like the all the time. So this time since I got out of the hospital, I've been I've been taking much better care of myself. You know, I've I've done the vitamins and I've done, you know, the organics and all sorts of stuff. I've been trying to sleep, but sleep is this creature that eludes me my entire life. So I don't really hang my head on that too much. Hang my hat on that one too much. Um I take what I can get, basically, when it comes to sleep. And even when I do sleep, I don't I don't wake up well rested. So it's just like, meh. Um, and I have horrible FOMO. God, I have horrible FOMO. Because I'll be in the middle of a conversation, and I know my whole body is saying, bitch, go to bed. And my brain's going, no, no, what if somebody wants to talk? You know, what if somebody needs something? What if somebody's got, you know, something going on? You know, you don't want to be rude. Stay here. The last week was a lot. Um, I said I wasn't going to talk about it when I did Wednesday's show because there were things that had to come out. Um, people had different um, live streams set up to go over their reactions and their opinions and their take on things. And I just wanted to get everything out there before I did or said anything. And one of the things I did was to mend fences. That was very important to me. Um, life is not guaranteed. It's really not. No day is guaranteed. I, I can't guarantee you I'll be here tomorrow. I can't guarantee you I'll be here 10 minutes from now. Shit happens. You know, I don't want to leave a life full of animosity. I don't want to leave behind this just this cobblestone road just full of regrets and stuff like that. I'm not a person who does regret. I don't. You know, if I don't like I I feel to me regret is something that you've done that you can't go back and apologize for or make up for or change. You know, so I don't really have regrets there's things that i've done that i probably shouldn't have um there's mistakes that i've made there's um there's bad decisions that i've made there's spiteful decisions that i've made and i can't go back and change any of them but what i can do is accept my role in them and that's one thing i've always prided myself on doing i accept the responsibility for my actions and from my words. However, that's usually not enough for other people because they're like, well, if she's going to take the blame. I don't have to. I'll just put all the blame on her. She'll take it. And that's how it's been this year for the most part. You know, 
people shoveling things onto me and me just going, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, because I just, I, I don't have that kind of energy to fight crap. I just don't. You know, so when everything came to a head and everybody had their say, I decided, you know, I'm just going to keep doing what I do because I enjoy doing it. I love my chat. I, I love my whole audience. I love getting comments and emails from people saying how much, you know, this show has helped them. Oh, it's comforting to them. It's, you know, forced them to take a a step back and look at themselves and have the courage to say, hey, you know, th- this happened and that happened. But, you know, I'm okay. It wasn't my fault. I'm still here. Yeah, and that's the thing. You're still here. You're still here. I'm still here. That's what's important. It's important to stand up for yourself, which is what I believe yeah, the parties last week were doing. Uh, they'd finally had enough. They'd finally seen, okay, this isn't the best place to be. And my take on that is there's always going to be people in your life who add to your life, who take away, and some who do a combination. I don't believe anybody is completely bad. I don't. I don't believe anybody is completely good. I think you are what you choose to feed like if you're going to feed that darkness in you then it's going to grow and flourish if you're going to feed the light then that's going to grow and flourish you can't really have one without the other you know maybe they can exist together maybe they can exist separate but they make you appreciate each side for what it is you know it brings you clarity it gives you motivation to make a better decision or to make a worse decision and go with the dark side of you. You don't know. Good day, Darth Hideous. <laughs> Did someone say Darthness? I said dark 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 darkness. I said darkness, not darthness. Um I believe that what they were doing last week was not so much retaliation as they just they hit their threshold you know they they finally said okay this is too much and we're going to stand up with each other which i applaud um it's nice to have somebody in your corner when you're doing something that makes you vulnerable to attack um and i do i i applaud what they did i applaud that they stood by each other and on Thanksgiving, I was able to go into an old friend's um, server uh, because he took a stand that nobody expected him to and nobody um, demanded him to take. It was very surprising. And I, I went into the server because I was worried about him, you know, because he didn't sound good. He sounded very down. And he, he's a wonderful person. So for him to have made this choice, it was a big deal in our group because we knew how he was thank you Darth. um beautifully hello i was just talking about you uh so this guy that we all know he's very drama free he's wonderful he's got the biggest heart of like anybody and he doesn't pick sides but he 
he said, no, I no more. Like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm done. And I was worried. So I went into a server and, you know, I found some people in there that, well, I was, it was just me and him. And then somebody came in and it was like, ooh, what do we do? And I was like, all right, you know what? It's Thanksgiving. Let's just see if we could, you know, let's just be nice to one another. And it worked out. You know, there were apologies all around and there, you know, no like defensive speaking, no, no fighting, none of that. And it was just like, okay, this is what I know. This is what you know. Here we go. And it was a civil conversation that led to someone actually being able to talk to more people than they had before. Uh, and I think it, it was good for them. It was good for me. It made the the guy that had the server really, really happy. And then throughout the day, you know, and throughout like the next day, it was, oh, oh, okay, th these two are people together. What's going to happen? Oh, look, they, they made up. Oh, look, they made it amicable. And everybody just realizes that there's so much hatred out there. To have hatred in our own communities is kind of dumb because you're wasting energy where you could spend it in a much better way. You know, we don't know how much time we have. You know, why spend it fighting? Why spend it being petty? Why spend it giving into the worst parts of yourself? There are people out there who will encourage you to give into the worst parts of yourself. We all have them. I've done it, but many times. Hell, I swam in the pool of hatred for the longest time. And I just, I, I can't do that. It, it nearly killed me. It nearly killed me. And pleasing other people, that's that's not happening either. Like, I know I'm conditioned to be a people pleaser, but I'm just so fucking over it. I just, I just It's like, okay, can I be happy now? Just a little while? A little bit. Um, oh, I... Yeah, I forget about chat this early in the morning because my brain's not really firing on all cylinders. The coffee and chaos today is happening without the coffee, so you're going to get a whole lot of chaos. Um, uh, do, 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 do. Wolfram, good day to you. Wipes his paws and lo lopes in. Come on in. Circle by the fire. Have a rest. Um, got Darth and Wolfram. Hi, honey. Beautifully said, I'm grateful for the healing taking place. Absolutely. Dart said, honestly, as divisive as the world is getting, if you ain't coming together now more than ever, uh, and this comes from the guy who don't like anybody. <laughs> this is very true. Uh, Shanti. Uh, he said, yeah, someone still needs to get offline. You know what? If he feels, you know, like he needs a voice, leave him. Let him have a voice. Everybody's entitled to their to their opinions. They're entitled to their voice. Just don't hurt anybody. You know, it, it's taken me a long time to get to this spot where I'm just like, meh. Just live and let live. Like, just move the fuck on. Because I just, I just don't have, I don't have the fight in me. I really don't. I am spending all my energy trying to heal myself. You know, physically and, you know, in every other way. I thought I saw something about fences that 
dark put, and then it was just gone. Uh, ah, there we go. Darth Hideous amending of fences, if you will. That's snuck in in between the hellos. Uh, yeah, and that's what happens. And nobody's saying that everybody's got to be the best of friends and we got to, like, you know, be in each other's pockets. I think that was part of the problem. You know, too many people on top of one another 24 7. You drive each other crazy eventually. You know, because you can't spend, you don't even want to be married to somebody like that intensely. And then you're choosing like all these different personalities to like hang out with. And it's fun and it's great. And some days I really miss it. But I don't like being obligated to be anywhere. I want it to be my choice to be among people. You know, so even like with this show, if I choose not to do it one day, I don't do it. You know, and I know you guys get it. I get high days. I get low days. I get days where I'm like, I got nothing to say. And then I, there's days where I wake up like, oh, my God, guess what I dreamt last night, guys. And I just go off on a topic. You know, it depends. Hey, Trish, good to see you streaming. I mean, I've, I've never stopped streaming. <laughs> Please, I just attack, you know, the psychological parts of life. Because when I can't deal with what's in my head, what's better than to get up here and just talk about it and rip it all apart and throw all my baggage out for everybody to see? That's the funny part. You know, the more I talk, the less people can hold against me because everything's out there. What could you possibly shame me with when I spend four hours crying about what happened between me and my father? What could you possibly throw at me that could be worse than that? I mean, it's like amateur hour if, if he thinks that, you know, that's going to happen. But, like, whatever. That is not a challenge. It's just, like, grow up. You know, I've been through traumas you can't imagine. And you think, what, like, calling me trash or the devil? That's going to break me? <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. Oh, wait. No. Oh, God. I can't miss that opportunity. Good luck. We're all counting on you. There you go. <laughs> there you go. But you know what? Because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. That's right. God damn it. <laughs> um, Dart said that's the way to do it. Yep. Uh, rabbit, hit that like, strike the subscribe, ring the bell, change to all for notifications, and share. You make it sound so sexy, Rabbit. You really do. Uh, Shelly, you're helping make it through all that's going on in real life. Well, I'm glad, Rabbit. I, I would love to, you know, be someplace that you can go just to escape for a little while. Um, believe it or not, I... I find my escape in an odd place. Most people would not guess where I've been finding it lately. And there's that bishop that I've talked about before, um, T.D. Jakes. There's something about his sermons, the way he breaks things down and makes it relatable. You know, he chastises you, but he redirects you, which is what I need. I can't have somebody just tell me I'm wrong. And they just leave it there. Like, okay, you're telling me I'm wrong. 
help me correct it because otherwise you're just being an ass like if i tell you well you're, you're not doing this right but let me show you a better way to do it and let's see if it works out this way that's one thing if i say oh, you're doing it wrong it's so stupid and just like walk away it's like screw you like teach me like what is wrong with you and he does that he he has this way of like he's talking in front of thousands of people and he's on the internet in front of millions of people and i feel like i'm having a conversation with him and it really it gets to me it does the things that he says um they inspire me toward different topics and different um different shows and today well, really, yesterday morning, I woke up thinking about change. It's all I could think about. You know, yes, I have so many changes to make. I, you know, have to change doctors and I have to change, you know, clinics again. And I have to change, you know, more parts, more parts of my diet because, like, we're doing it little by little, you know, baby steps. Um, oh God. This is how well trained I am. I can't, like. Baby steps? It means setting small, reasonable goals for yourself, one day at a time. One tiny step at a time. Baby steps. Yep, baby steps. So, here's the thing. Um, I lost my train of thought because I went and did the baby steps. No, but I I do. Let me get my brain together. I do need baby steps. I need small, uh, small ways of fixing what I've messed up. Um, there are things in my head that don't don't always go over right. Um, I have trust issues. I have a lot of, uh, I don't have so much anger issues. Anger usually is my default when I can't deal with something or it's just too much. The anger comes out and it's just like, okay. Um, but I like the way Bishop Jakes um, goes about things. He does, he breaks it down and he makes me feel like no matter how big the problem is, I can get through it. I just I have to put the work in. So, like I said, I'm I'm changing, you know, my diet. Like there's more organics, which unfortunately right now means a little more money, which with everything going up, it's really, really hard. Um I cringe every time I have to pay a grocery bill. And I've I have become so like yeah, no, we don't need that. We don't need that. We don't need that. We don't need that. I'm like, oh, coffee. I can give up, you know, this for that. I can give up that for that. But what I'm doing is I'm I'm trying to go from the processed, highly processed foods and enriched pastas and stuff like that to more organic, more healthy, and you know, something that isn't gonna land me back in the hospital again. Because twice in one year, that's well, twice in six months that's quite enough um you figure in the last six to seven months i've spent a month in the hospital and that's way too much for me that's time i missed with my kids it's time i i missed with you guys it's a lot more pain than i wanted 
Um, this one wasn't as bad as the first one because I didn't have the pseudomonas. I just had the staph infection. But it was a lot more septic than the first time. So the fight didn't seem as hard because I didn't have as much physical, like, uh, wound healing to do. I mean, there were wounds, but not like before. And I could walk around a little better, but this time it was uh, more systemic. And that was scarier, I think, because I was really sick and I didn't even know it. You know, I didn't even know it. Wolf Kinder. Oh, Wolf Kinder, hello. Um, processed food is killing us. Yes, it really is. And it's amazing. Like, I mean, everybody's like, oh, organic. You could really taste the difference in the beef. Like, I didn't realize. Like, I actually, like, cut into a steak, just a little, you know, piece of steak, grass-fed, organic, whatever. It wasn't much more expensive than the other food, you know, than the regular meat. But the taste, oh, my God, it actually tasted like meat. I was so happy. All I needed was just a little bit of pepper. I didn't need salt. I mean, nothing. Just, well, I had the salt from the butter. But, you know, I, a little pepper, and I was good to go. And they were delicious. And that's that's how I, you know, I stepped up on these wounds this time. But I also started with vitamins. I replaced all my meds except for my hand tremor meds and my thyroids, my thyroid med. So I only take two prescription pills now, which is amazing. I was taking like nine and I was taking all these antidepressants and anticonvulsants and statins and like all this stuff. And it was, you guys were here for it. Castro, what's up? You guys were here for it. You know, you heard me disconnect. You heard my brain just stop working. Like my mouth was working independently of my brain. And I was just talking gibberish. And that was every day. That was every day. And I'm not the type of person who deals with um, brain fog well. I like to be very mentally clear. You know, I might be crazy, but intellectually, I need to be, like, on point. I do not like, you know, forgetting things. I don't like going off on a tangent and being like, where am I? What day is it? What's going on? Like... And have that reset. Um, Darth Hideous. Some of us heard it more than others. Yeah, well, yeah. Between the screaming and the gibberish, I was not in a good place. But I was being, you know, worked like I was absolutely 100% healthy. And I allowed that. That's on me. That was on me for letting anybody ever take advantage of me. And that's not going to happen anymore I stick to myself I do my own thing um, I go on here when I want to you know it's not an obligation like I said I'm not doing this every day I'm not doing this yes Darth I, I give it I give you credit Darth you did you sat through many 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 hours of blood curdling screams and unfortunately, I was told or convinced when I was at my lowest that 
the only reason you did that was so that you'd have leverage over me later. That's what I was told. Uh, so there's that. And when you're as messed up as I was, things start to sound, you know, true. They, they sound plausible. You're more easily convinced. And I was stupid. Yeah, but it is what it is. Uh, Wolfram. Steak used to have flavor. Now it just tastes like water. No, the steak I had was good. It was good. It was bloody. Um, that's not what I'm... I was in, not letting people take advantage of you. That's the important part. Yeah, and that's that's hard for me. Boundaries, we just had this discussion the other night. Boundaries are so hard for me. Because I've never had to make them. I've... I'm not good at boundaries. And that's one of the changes that I've been trying to implement. But it's difficult. Because when you grow up constantly having to be good and having to people please, it's very, very hard to turn around and say no. To ever stand up for yourself because you're desperately afraid that people are going to leave you. You know, oh, I didn't make them completely happy. They're they're going to drop me. Uh, beautifully inappropriate. When you're lonely and isolated, it's easy to fall into anything. It's true. It's true. And when you have something being repeated to you over and over and over and over, much like the news does to us and everything else, eventually you just, you learn to accept it because now you've heard it so many times. Well, it must be true. You know, because you're just, and a part of you is just tired of listening. Probably just like, fine, whatever, I give in. You know, you capitulate. Because you just can't fight all the time. You know, even like, even soldiers get a break. You know, it's they get leave. That I didn't have any kind of leave, and it was driving me nuts. Because it's like, God, you can't go anywhere. You can't take 10 minutes to yourself. It's just, ugh. And it was a lot. And it just wore me down. And I made bad decisions, and then I made good decisions, but they didn't turn out so great. Um, yeah, there were repercussions. Whatever, you know, I, I roll with the punches at this point. Um, I just knew that I wasn't going to get chased out of here by anybody. I wanted to get back to what I was doing before. You know, before I got embroiled in that whole thing, I was helping people. I was... Talking to people, hell, I, Darth and I ran a Christmas Eve um, show just so that people who didn't have any place to go had a place to come and hang out and listen to us bitch at one another. And we had a great time. And we, I do believe we helped quite a few people that came in and had nowhere to go. And they were like, you know what, you really, you made my night. Like you made me laugh when I thought all I'd do is get drunk and cry and, you know, do something stupid. Uh, Darth Hideous, the problem is that's not a baseless fear. However, you can't make anyone stay, so, yeah, don't adjust. I know. All you had to do was learn the magic words. Go, <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> I know those words, but I just, you know, sometimes it's it's hard. You're so trash. That night, yeah, you were trash, but you were fun. You, you were a lot of fun that night. Um, Wolfram, if you tell a lie long enough, it becomes accepted as the truth. Goebbels. Yeah. 
if you sell the same bullshit over and over and over, some eventually somebody's going to buy it as truth. Uh, beautifully, I want to claim, reclaim all of our time. And see, that's the thing. If you see what I put underneath my name, time waits for no man. And that is something that I've come to to discover that's really, really true because I've lost so much time in this life and I've lost it for bullshit. I've just wasted it. And you can't get it back. T-Rex, hello to you. Hello to you, honey. Um, keep on trucking. He's always so happy because he doesn't pay property tax. Dart said that's how the government works. Well, you know what? Some people are like the government. And they're good at it. They're good at selling themselves. They're good at their own propaganda bullshit. And you fall for it. You know, like I said, last lady awesome. Hey, Shell. Hey, chat. Just caught up to live. Uh, Rabbit, I need some sleep. You go to sleep, Rabbit. Thank you for for chiming in and for helping. And we we really do love you, Rabbit. You have been in my heart all week. Even with everything going on, I was more concerned for you than I was for anybody else. So just know that we love you and we're with you always. Uh, Darth, yeah, they usually work for the government. Feds. Feds. Feds and liberals. But no, like, it, it was it was a, a rough road. Yeah, but I, I think we all learned a lot. I do. I think people learned a lot about each other. They learned a lot about themselves. And I think it's just, it's good to go forward. And hopefully somebody else will learn about themselves. And maybe they'll have, you know, the ability to change. I like to believe everybody has the ability to change, even if they don't have the desire to change. Um, the desire to change comes... I think later in life sometimes for some people when they feel they're running out of time finally. Uh, beautifully said, Rabbit, take care of you so you can take care of them. Absolutely. Uh, I said X to doubt. X to doubt about what? That people change? Well, I don't... Oh, that he'll change. Oh. You're talking about somebody with zero self-awareness that's patently evident. And I get that. There, there are a lot of people out there who they can't they can't face and I'm not talking about that one person I'm talking about anybody in that situation sometimes there's so much and so many lies that you've told yourself that you just can't accept the truth you can't it would be too much of an awakening it would bring your whole world down around your head the only reason that I have any hope for like right now is the whole world just came down on his head. So this would be the time to take advantage of that and do a little, you know, introspection. And I've done tons of videos about narcissists and I know people like to use it as a bud word, a, a bud word, <laughs> a bud word. Yeah, it's not 420. Um, a buzzword. But it really is an epidemic. And it's one that, you know, we've helped create because we've isolated people. You know, we made their world come down to this, you know, four by six inch screen that they could hold in their hand and reach out anywhere in the world. That's power. 
We have given ourselves so much personal power. Narcissism tends to be people who don't have real personal power. They have perceived personal power. They use other people to make themselves advance. They use other people to make themselves feel better about themselves because they don't have their own achievements. They're not capable of doing the things that they say they're going to do. They're not capable of feeling the things that everybody around them feels. So they tend to you know, latch on to somebody who can do all the things and feel all the things and they live through them. You know, they absorb all that energy off that person. They absorb their achievements. They absorb, they absorb their talents and they use them for themselves and they claim them as their own. They pretend, you know, to the world like, Oh yeah, I can do all this and I'm fabulous. And da, 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 da. But meanwhile, there's like eight to 10 people behind them making them look that way because they can't do it on their own. And a lot of them are dead inside. Um, narcissists, true narcissists, have no regard at all for anybody but themselves. They don't know how to love people. They use the word because it it's a signal. You know, they use it because they think they should. You know, they tell people, you know, I want you to love one another, but they don't understand the concept really. Um, they know that the words are correct. They know that the sentiment is correct. They don't know how to achieve it. Or how to show it. You know, so they tend to law of power, say less. Um, you can let other people, you know, put different labels on you. People who care about you are going to be more complimentary toward you. So you put those people out front. Last, I call them energy vampires. Absolutely. Uh, Darth Hideous said the reference of the matrix comes to mind. Some people can't be unplugged. It's true. It's true. I think actual narcissism versus narcissistic tendencies are two different discussions, but I think we're all capable of having the tendencies. Well, I did a video on that. Um, when this all went down and I did narcissism versus narcissistic traits because we all have narcissistic traits. You need them to survive. You absolutely 100% need some narcissistic tendencies to survive, especially in the world today. Because if you don't, then you're not looking out for you. It means you have no survival instincts and you're going to die. <laughs> you're just going to get used up by the world. And never get anywhere, and you're just going to wither away, and that's going to be it. You know, you won't have affected anybody. You have to have some narcissistic traits. You do. And it takes, like you said, self-awareness. It does take a lot of self-awareness to realize, okay, yeah, I'm a little narcissistic, but I have every right to be. I have to look out for me. You know, sometimes in your life, you you're the only one looking out for you. So if you're not doing it, who's gonna? Uh, yeah, beautiful. Um, but no, there is. It's there's a. I did a video. What was it called? It was narcissism versus narcissistic traits, and I think it was like narcissism is alive and well, or narcissism. It's not me. It's you. <laughs> it's just you know. 
it's I did a lot of narcissistic um videos over the last couple months because I had a lot to work through. And I tend to go the opposite, which is why I don't have the best survival instincts, which is why I die or almost die so goddamn often. Uh because I tend to I tend to give until there's nothing left. And then I'm just a wreck. Or I'm so low that I don't see any way out. And that's where I was. I, I, the medicines did not help. The medicines we found out increased um, unaliving tendencies by a lot. And that's all I thought about back then. That was all I wanted. I had the plan. I had videos for all you guys ready to go. Like, there were goodbye videos to everybody. And I still have them. Um, eventually, I'll, I'll, I'll get rid of them. I mean, I'll probably get rid of them later today, if I remember. They're just kind of sitting there. But yeah, I had them ready to go. Because that's where my head was at. Because I, I had nowhere else to turn. One person became my friend. One. And that was it. That was all I had. Because everybody else was either um, gone, I couldn't trust them, or I wasn't allowed to speak to them. So it was just like, okay. And I thank God for this person. I do. I know he, he rubbed some people wrong, but I, I wouldn't be here without him. I just wouldn't. Uh, Darth Hideous said, yeah, I'm a human fucking highlight reel. <laughs> that's, that's my narcissism talking. Uh, always say less, yes. And it was, I remembered a lot of the laws of power, like, you know, uh, protect your reputation at all costs. That went out the window. Uh, say less, I did that one. Um that's part of the game of power for certain. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, survival versus narcissism. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You have to take care of yourself. But that doesn't mean you leave other people out. The narcissism is they only want to take care of themselves. They don't care who they got to burn to get to where they want to be. And they don't think twice about it. They really don't. They don't look back and go, oh, you know, I miss this person. They're like, ugh. You know, like, it's this thing where, like, oh, they should be here. They, they, they're going to come back. You know, like, they're, they're going to apologize to me. They'll see that I'm right. They'll see that I'm right. And it's just like, I mean, I, I heard it back then, and I was just like, my answer was, <laughs> no. <laughs> that was my answer. <laughs> After much, like, you know getting there i finally i cracked and that that was all she wrote <laughs> that was because mm -mm. once i hit that wall and there's nothing that you could say to move me it's just like oh, you're screwed uh Dartidius, tonight's law i think actually gonna cover some of the content of this discussion because it's law 20 don't commit to anyone. That's my shameless narcissism self-promoting. No, that's fine. We're all about cross-promotion here. All about it. 
Uh, I believe in in promoting other creators' works, and I mean, like I've I've been stopping in and either rewatching or if I catch you live, I'll listen, and I lurk. For anybody not in the know, I fucked with Dart so bad the other day because he was talking about a list and he's talking about a list of things you can't, you know, first dates you can't take a woman on or whatever. And he's like, I wish I had so I DM'd him the list and he's like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> and it tickled me so much. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, I threw him off. <laughs> Fucking made me laugh. Um, so T-Rex said, I'm learning this lately, Shelly. I got to be a bit selfish, but not in a jackass way, just in a way that I got to take care of me first. Absolutely. Uh, Jacob Castro, is ego debt the opposite of narcissism? No, you, your ego is good for you. Your ego will protect you from a lot of things out there. What you can't do is let your ego lead your life. You know, your ego should be a part of you, but it shouldn't be all that there is. Like, ego is not the, I guess, the gathering of your achievements and stuff like that. Your ego is you thinking, what you think of yourself, what you, you know, project to other people. It's not necessarily based in truth or achievement. It's just how you feel. The ego and the id, these are two things that if you let them run rampant, you're just going to, you're going to overdo everything. You're going to overreact. You're going to overdramatize. You're going to over, um, overcompensate because that's what it does. It, it hypes you up. It hypes everything up. It takes it to the next level. And narcissism, I would argue, yes, their egos are what you know motivates them but they're also this is coming out so jerky the ego for a narcissist is contrived they know that they don't have what it takes to actually back up how big they've allowed their ego to get you know it's just it's hollow so if you call them that's why if you call a narcissist on their bluff they freak out the same way like with my narcissist, I just cut all ties. That was it. I cut off the supply, the energy supply. So if you want to rage and talk and do whatever and scheme, you do it over there. You have fun. I don't give a fuck. How about that? Yeah, I'm not going to give you that back and forth. I'm not going to let you see me if I'm upset. I'm not going to let you hear it if I'm upset. What I'm going to go and do is I'm going to go out there and I'm going to be me. And I'm going to talk to people and I am going to be myself and I am going to try to work through my issues and make myself better. So that if somebody else comes along like that, I'm not so gullible. I'm not so easily influenced because I'm alone or because I'm afraid. You know, I want to be able to say, um, you know, I don't appreciate what you're doing. I see what you're doing. I don't appreciate it and I don't need it. And the thing is, this taught me that no matter how close I am to somebody, if it's going to hurt me, I can still walk away. I can shut the door. No matter how much it hurts, it'll pass. It'll pass. 
I've said goodbye to so many people in my life, whether by choice or by like, yeah, death or whatever, that I didn't think I could do it again. I also didn't think that I could, I could feel things again because I had shut myself off for so many years. Like even my idea of love was surface level because I couldn't allow anybody so close to me that they would actually get in my heart and be able to break me. It felt like that, but they couldn't actually do it. And I was actually worried that maybe I wouldn't be able to have feelings anymore. Well, maybe everything would just be apathy. You know, like I would be apathetic toward everything. Because I I stopped watching movies. I stopped watching TV. I stopped reading. You know, I stopped listening to music. Everything had a trigger for me. And I can't live that way. You can't live that way. Constantly walking on eggshells. Constantly berating yourself for even existing. You know, wondering. Why are you always so easy to leave? Why? Why do people give up on you so quick? Why do they turn on you so fast? That's all stuff I had to look at. And I mean, I know I'm abrasive. Fuck you. Right? <laughs> that, that's how it is. You know, life made me abrasive. But I'm also the first one who's going to, you know, hug the shit out of you whenever you're hurt. You know, there's that duality in me. There, You know, I can't be one or the other all the time. Sometimes it's a mixture of both. Sometimes it's neither one. Sometimes I'm just, you know, I, I need alone time. You know, and I'm a person who sometimes I do. Sometimes I need to withdraw. And I need to process especially like this last week this last week has been oh so much to process and i wasn't getting that and it was running me down in every way a person could be run down and you know finally i i met somebody who gave me my space when i needed it and who got in my face when i needed it and you know they know me um i don't know what i'd do without them I really don't. Uh, I don't think keeping them is healthy. Keeping what? I broke a lot of laws. I always break a lot of laws. Jacob Castro, do you mean like experiences with psychedelics? Oh, geez. Um, I'll allow found ego death. I'll, T-Rex, I'll allow found ego death, just allowing one subconscious to live in the front of the brain for a short while to work through stuff. Okay. I'll allow for ego death. Just All right. Maybe rewrite that one in English because <laughs> I'm not getting it, honey. I'm sorry. Uh, Darth Hideous, he broke law 19, not knowing who you were dealing with. Well, yeah, because I tend to, you know, I was a trusting person. And plus, some people are hard to ignore. Uh, when they want something from you, they will put themselves in your path until you just go, what? What? What do you want from me? Like, <laughs> just, just tell me what you want so I can just get you off my freaking back. Uh, Darth 
you did the helpful. I was so happy. Gas station sushi for whoever wrote that list. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that was a terrible list. There was nothing on that list except the family function thing that I was like, there's nothing wrong with this list. Uh, Freud was a hack. Yeah, young Freud. He spelled Freud wrong. <laughs> I like all their theories. I still have to get into um, Paget's, um theories, his stages. Because I think that's something that that actually um, leads to a lot of narcissists being um, going from having narcissistic traits to having narcissistic personality disorder. Because I think there are a lot of developmental stages where not only were they the stages not met correctly, they were opposed and abused in a way. And I, I think that there's a definite um, correlation between those stages and narcissism. And I want to look into that. I also want to look into the um, origins of narcissism because I believe that they go way back in the Bible. Um, I do believe that there are examples of narcissism where, you know, where it was born. Uh, where it came from, but I'm not going to give that away because I'm still working on that. That's a lot of research. Yes, I do research for my things because I have topics. Every show is a topic. So, you know, welcome to the show with a format. I know it's weird. I still go on a million tangents and sometimes we squirrel so bad it winds up being six hours, but you know, Wolfram. You be you. If someone can't accept that, you don't need them in your life. I agree. And it's it's easy to say that for me. It's just not easy to do it. Because when I love people, I, I love hard. I do. And it's equal for everybody. You know, I want to give everybody the attention that I think they deserve. And then I, I forget about me. You know, and then when I want attention, they're like, ugh, she's so selfish. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> You're really going to go there? So, yeah, that pisses me off that it's always, you know, if I need something, then it's a, it's a bother to a lot of people. And I would love to say those are people that I just don't want in my life, but those are people I do want in my life. I just wish they were different. You know, I wish they were a little better. But me being me, I tell them that. So maybe they don't appreciate it. I don't know. Uh, Lady Awesome said, ego death, ego death is an experience. I've never witnessed ego death. I wonder what that's like. Um, Jacob Castro, I'm a big fan of Paget. He's a, I believe he was a genius too. Yes. He, he absolutely was. Um there were so many things that he addressed that I had learned about that I was just like, Oh, this leads to that. It leads to this and it's connected to that. And, and then I go back and I'm like, well, I know this about my past and I know that about my past. So I know that this wasn't met and I can try to correct it. Uh, I can try to adapt or at least accept certain things are never going to be what they should have been. Uh, 
but it, it's difficult. It's difficult to look at yourself and then come up here and say, hey, guys, guess what? These are all the things wrong with me. It doesn't leave a whole lot of room for, like, you know, pumping yourself up. So luckily I have somebody who likes to pump me up. So I rely on him for that. Anyway, today is about courage. It's about change. And it takes courage to conquer fear. So T.D. Jakes did a sermon called The Courage to Change Course. What he said was, to know better is to do better. This is what we think, right? We think that if we're more informed, if we know better, we're going to make better decisions. And the fact of the matter is we don't. You know, we all know better. But it's not always easy to make that decision, you know, to be better. Because sometimes it's just a lot easier to just be blah. Like, you don't want to put the work in all the time. Um, knowing is not the same as doing. You know, and we don't usually choose what... We don't choose to do what we know we should like doing better is hard. It's work. You know, we like to be comfortable. Sometimes um, the work that we need to put in, it's not what we want to do. You know, we want to give in to our creature comforts. We want to give in to all our, you know, desires and stuff like that. They say it all the time. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You know, we start things. We start exercise regimens, uh, routines, diets, classes, jobs, projects, craft projects. You know, all these things, we start them full of all this, like, enthusiasm. We're eager. we got all this energy going. And half the time before it's done, we just, we, we don't have the energy to see it through. Or we get distracted by something else. Or life happens. You know, life is always going to throw you those curveballs. It's always going to throw a rock in your path no matter what you got to learn to navigate around them and keep going because I've had pebbles hold me back for decades. Literally like just the teeniest thing will hold me back from being a better person in that area for decades because I just, I couldn't let it go or I couldn't face it. This was all I had, so I was going to cling to it no matter what, whether I was right or wrong. And I did that. And then there's been times where there's been huge boulders thrown in front of me, and I'm just like, whoop, just right over it and keep on going like it's nothing. So I can never tell what's going to trip me up. I can't. Is it going to be a stone in my shoe that makes everything painful? Or is it going to be a boulder that I could just leapfrog right over? God, I hate that word now. Um, that I could just zoom right over and, you know, keep on going. I never know what my reaction is going to be. So usually I'm as surprised by what I do as everybody else. Uh, I like to think I'm going to get past most things. I like to think that I'm self-aware enough to deal with things as they come up not always sometimes i'm just a girl I, I apologize for the sirens sons of bitches that means somebody pulled that sounds like right outside my house that probably somebody just pulled a fire alarm on another floor and it's all going crazy 
uh, Jacob T-Rex and I were discussing ego debt. Psychedelics often induce it. I've experienced it. It's really something. I don't know what that is. You're going to have to find something that explains it and send it to me. And um, You have Twitter, don't you, Caster? Or you could send it to T-Rex and go to T-Rex and he'll send it to me. Uh, Jacob, my son's dad experienced it. He's a changed man. Ego death is an imageless experience. I should have known Lady Awesome would tell me. Ego death, an imageless experience in which there is no sense of personal identity. What you think is your identity is not anymore. I think that messed me up. Because we do. We cling to our identities. We cling to our labels. People love labels. Uh, what do I always say? I'm a Jersey girl. That's one of my labels. I'm Italian. Yeah, That's another one of my labels. I'm abrasive. That's as much a part of my identity as anything else. That's not just my personality. My identity is to be abrasive. I do not go with the grain. As much as I'm a people pleaser, it's like, yeah, I'm doing all this to make you happy, but God, I'm going to be irritated about it. Like, it's like, because I just, I don't want, I don't want to have to stroke anybody's ego. I don't want to walk on eggshells. I just want to talk. That's what I want to do. I want to talk. I want to play. I want to be affectionate. I want to be, you know, laughing through life. I do not need all the drama and tears and just it's just so freaking much and it's just like that's why whenever anybody said oh you know are you ever gonna no yeah i forgave that a long time ago you did i had to because i couldn't move on so if i didn't forgive i couldn't move on i forgave out of not obligation to anybody else i was obligated to myself to move beyond where I was stuck and if it took forgiving people who were just going to you know like keep doing what they were doing then I was just going to have to keep doing that because I couldn't stay in that place you know that was a very dark very toxic place to be and I didn't want to stay there and I don't want anybody else to stay there either I wanted everybody to just move on everybody needed to go be happy succeed my only thing was just leave me alone. <laughs> just keep my name out of your mouth and just leave me alone. I'm not bothering you. I don't know why I bother you so much. And it was just, and that's the thing with the narcissist. And I did expect it to a point because when you close the door on a narcissist, they don't react well. They lash out because they're mad. Because how dare you, how dare you go on without me? How dare you not need me? How dare you not miss me? Don't you know I gave you everything? I made you who you are. Because in their head, they think that. You know, they don't see all the things that you've done for them because they feel entitled to it. So they didn't appreciate it anyway. So it doesn't stick in their head. But if you just walk away and you just keep living your life, oof, you really trying to piss somebody off. <laughs> you just... How dare you? How dare you? I had freaking four-year-olds. They're like, rude. Like, it was that kind of freaking thing. And it was just like, all right. 
like part of it made me laugh a little bit because it's stupid but the rest was concerning it was it was concerning it was like all right that that's that's a pathological need right there that's no longer just a narcissistic trait that's a disorder that's when people get dangerous okay and i tend to stay away from dangerous people uh, T-Rex, Lady Autumn Sky, in my experience, you can get like that, but that is the start of a very bad trip. It's why you need things or people to anchor you to reality uh, when being on those substances. Yeah, see, that's what keeps me from doing those substances. Bounce right over. I bounce, bounce. Miami Spicy! Hi, honey. Uh, Jacob Castro never play leap with beautifully inappropriate. Uh, I'm not entirely sure why you think that. I know why, but I don't, I don't know why you think it. That'd be interesting to find out. Uh, I'd rather crawl than jump toad. I'd rather just, well, apparently swim. Uh, Twitter, I only drop into troll occasionally. Castro, there's got to be a way for us to be able to get in touch with you. Because otherwise, like, please. Lady Awesome, I'm not talking about substance-induced. I'm talking about it just happens because of life. Um, I've helped people navigate it. No drugs involved. Wow. Well, you are an impressive lady. You do the all the chakra cleansing and stuff like that, right? Like healing through chakras. What is it? Um, Reiki? Is that what it's called? You're like a Reiki master or something. Um, Tweet or I refuse to call it X because it's like you're always like, oh, the the guy's on X. And it just makes me giggle. (laughs) It just makes me giggle every time. Rabbit still can't sleep. So hello again. Oh, don't worry. I'm sure once I really get into the topic, you'll nod right out. Miami Space, thanks for your help a few hours ago yesterday for Rabbit. Aw, Rabbit's always helping out. You're a good egg, Rabbit. Good egg. Uh, Guten Morgen. Mammy Spice? That just brought a whole weird visual, calling her Mammy Spice. I'm picturing her on a plantation with Scarlet, like, Mammy Spice. Uh, you're welcome. It was a good escape, real life. Uh, it was good to escape real life. Jay was so excited to be a mod. Oh, she got made a mod on where? On experts? Because that would be hilarious. Um, I'm I'm dying to go back and see just how drunk Val got. Because when I left, he was on beer number four, and he was already like, you know, you bitch. <laughs> it's like, oh damn. <laughs> I was like, here we go. Uh, that's how you get your power back. Yeah. She's a Reiki master. That's right. See, I, I knew. Yay. Reiki pronounced. I don't know how you pronounce it. You're lucky I knew what it was. I knew it started with an R. Reiki. Reiki. Okay. Reiki. I'll try to remember that. Reiki. Uh you can just Google ego death. I'm not interesting myself. Castro, you're unhelpful. Unhelpful. But I love you. Uh, all right. So, 
like I said, we tend to we tend to quit stuff before we you know see it through, and we start relationships with people. Um, sometimes we have the best of intentions. Yeah, you know, we're full of hope and feelings and ideas, and you know, there's this huge thing where we just we want that want is always there. Uh, whether we want, you know, attention, affection, like honesty, it doesn't matter. There's always that that well of want when you're going into a relationship with somebody. And as time passes, you know, maybe the person realizes you aren't what they want. You know, maybe you're too much work or maybe you aren't bringing them the dividends that they thought you would. Um, and now they're stuck with you. Um, now you can change in this in many ways, some of which, you know, can be devastating if you choose to chase them away, um, rather than just be open and honest. Um, some may choose to ice somebody out of their lives. Like coldness is, a very big weapon that people use. I've done it. I've had it done to me. I hate being iced out. I hate the cold shoulder. I hate the silent treatment. Nothing pisses me off more and nothing will send me running quicker than that. Um, some may be intentionally mean so that the person runs away to protect themselves. Um, some people betray other people's trust and they work, you know, that they worked overtime to build, which I never seem to understand because you spend all these months trying to get this person's trust just to break it on purpose because it makes you feel more powerful as an individual. How does that make you? I would feel more powerful gaining somebody's trust because that means I'm worthy of it. To turn around and break somebody else on purpose to me, that's just, you're just a lower life form. You're a piece of shit. I got no time for, for that kind of shenanigan. Like, I've done it. It's not a good feeling to do to somebody. It never made me, like, feel like, oh, I, I'm king of the world or whatever. Like, for a half a second, it's like, ha, ha, ha. And then it's like, oh, you bitch. You know, like, because I'm Catholic. <laughs> and guilt is my best friend. Um, no, guilt and winning. But, you know, guilt is, like, my constant companion in life. Uh, some people are mature and they're developed enough to have the hard conversations, you know, to consciously choose the difficult path. You know, the obvious change is to show courage, uh, respect, humility. Like when you want to have that really hard conversation, you have to be willing to feel just as much vulnerability as the other person's going to be feeling and you have to be respectful of that vulnerability um some people aren't you know they go into a conversation with you and they it starts out on a high level and then it just devolves really quickly or escalates however you want to look at it um but yeah ego to me ego has no place in an honest conversation because that ego will It'll keep your true thoughts and feelings veiled, even from you. Uh, I mean, make no mistake, we, we lie to ourselves daily when we allow our egos to lead the way. 
And for me, like ego has always been a kind of catch 22 for me. It's a double edged sword. Like I do have a healthy ego and yet I also have a very healthy anti-ego. I have that, um, that characteristic in myself where I will kick myself for everything going on, whether it's my fault or not. I'll take the blame. Even if I don't take it publicly, I'll feel it privately. I will internalize that and I will, I will beat myself up over and over and over. And then it starts coming out it starts manifesting as anger towards everybody else. Because it's like, okay, y'all just let this shit happen and you're all with it and I can't. Uh, what happens if the expert auction door Valhalla's wrench on two faces? I won and gave it to Stray. That is awesome. Oh my goodness. I'm def- I definitely got to go back and see that. Uh, Darth Hideous said Valhalla's alcohol tolerance is one level above Steve Gosney's. Yeah, I know. I tease him all the time. Um, you like to keep it that way? Castro. Wow. Uh, I think Wolfkinder is too, right? Ahmad, I think he is. I think she is. Uh, Castro. When have I ever been helpful? You're helpful all the time, honey. Don't even pretend. You came in to troll and stayed to like be part of the fam. So shush. Come on. This is the mafioso's rule on my friggin' thing. So uh, I have a well of want that can only be filled with breakfast burrito. Oh, I haven't eaten yet. I've been up since five and I haven't eaten yet. Um, beautifully inappropriate. Things are more likely to work if others don't have ulterior motives. And that's the thing. It's You don't always see what motivates people to do the things they do or say the things they say. And by the time you do find out, it's too late. The damage has already been done and you just gotta, you know, you gotta recoup. You know, sometimes you gotta eat crow. Sometimes you gotta take a step back and go, you know what, I'm just gonna hibernate for a little bit, let things die down. Sometimes you just gotta make people realize that you're not going to be there all the time. Make them miss you. I'm terrible at that because I never assume anybody's going to miss me. <laughs> and that's not, you know, like, that's, I guess it's self-deprecating in a way, but it's it's honest. I just don't see why anybody would. Uh, Wolfie. Hey, Lady Awesome. Yes, I'm a... I'm going to say it wrong. Ray K? Ray K? Master 2, we need a secret handshake. Oh, Lord. Uh, how about you just have this secret that you all know how to say it and nobody else does? Um, Darth Hideous. Yes, beautifully appropriate. Twix still gay. Yeah, it's so gay. Uh, Darth Hideous, I just... Tell them to fuck off politely and off they fuck. Well, depending. Yeah, you don't have a whole lot of luck with that. I've been there when you've told people to like F off. <laughs> it didn't always work out. 
100% still gay. Yep. Yep, Twitter never does what it's supposed to do. Every time I go in there, I'm like, really? Nothing worked? Uh, that's right, about a month and a half ago, somebody made an inquiry on my account and tried to get my blue check mark taken away. <laughs> I wonder who that could have been. But it didn't work because I got ahead of it. And my blue check mark is alive and well. Uh, yeah, good fucking luck removing the ego from any interaction. You can do it. It's just you have to, like, you really have to make a decided effort to say, okay, like, this is not, you're not going to do it with somebody you don't have 100% trust in. You can't. Yeah, and it's even then I know it's really, really difficult, but that's the only way that you can have, I feel, the hard conversation. Not an honest one, but like the hard conversation. Because if you go in there with ego, then you're just gonna wind up fighting. Somebody's gonna wind up, you know, getting defensive or whatever, and nobody's gonna listen. I do tend to to think the ego makes you a little deaf to what other people say. Uh, T-Rex, Miami Spice, did expert grift enough to get his lamp? Oh, did he get the one lamp or two? Because I'm assuming he got more than one because he got plenty of money. I saw the, the Super Chats rolling in. I sent money. Ben sent the money. Um, the point is to check it, I think, when necessary, but to know when that's necessary. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the ego, you need the ego to, you know, Promote yourself. Is that what happened with the wrench? Yep. I fell asleep when Val was on beer four. I left to do my show when he was on beer four. And he was already like, rah, 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 rah. I was like, okay. I was like, all right. So it's going to be fun, Val, today. But I had um, I had the, the old school watch party thing to do with winning on the corporation and then we watched uh office space which was hilarious uh, i've got wrenches at a couple places and i don't know how that happened wolfie believe it or not people give me wrenches just so that they don't have to constantly approve my um uh, my comments because youtube likes to flag like everything they're like put this for review put that for review if i say but they're like oh no review it really what? Really? I say so much worse thing. Um, yeah, the only one that I mod for is winning. Because if I didn't, who would? Because he drops a little like, oh, I want this. And it's like, okay, okay, okay. I just know all his playlists, so I know what videos to pull. But I'm not, I'm not doing that for anybody else. God, I don't like to, I don't do it for myself. <laughs> I don't pay attention to my chat at all. And I mod people like, you know, like crazy people. I mod all of you. It's just like whatever. Um, the Christmas decorations came out and tree and stuff went up this weekend. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I don't know that we're doing that. I don't know where I would put the damn tree. I have no room. My living room is my bedroom now. So it's just like there's no room. I have chairs and I have a bed and the couch and it's like, ugh, that's so crowded i can't wait to move uh motivated by the cheers right now that's law that 
was what 14 or 15 i don't know you're lucky i remember the ones that you yeah that i remembered i'm not good at remember that kind of stuff uh they can also time out valhalla all they want according to see i wouldn't put that out there because then you have people like sean who are like did someone say time out i don't even remember who did it first but it, it him and toy box brain like they jumped to time me out one time. I think, were we in Mad Cores? I don't remember. But it was a whole thing because they just kept time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. And we were getting along. It's just, it's back when we were, you know, like, we were all cool. But yeah, they just kept timing me out. I was just like, all right, I guess I'm not saying anything today. Uh, never mind, it's a little 16. It works out if I make it work out. Well, level 16, use absence to increase respect and honor. And there's winning reality. You know, those laws are for prison, right? I thought they were banned in prison, right? Life is prison. Pants are prison. So is underwear, just to let you know. Uh, Darth, you can't be serious right now. They're literally applicable to every single human interaction ever. <laughs> Good day, winning reality. How are you, sweetie? Um, Lady Autumn Sky, Office Space is one of my favorite movies. Well, we watched it uh, last night. Oh, my God, it was hilarious. It was. I was laughing so much. Can't imagine you Hello, sweetie. Can't imagine your comments need reviewing. Me? Never. Never, ever. You two should just let my comments fly. <laughs> Never review them. Uh, that's what I was thinking. Well, very, very disappointed. I know, I know, I know. I know. Sometimes, you know, they just, they don't understand me. They don't get me. Thank you, Rabbit, for putting out um, winnings links. I appreciate that. Uh all right, everybody's saying hello to winning. Yes, yes, he's here. Uh, sub savage. Only the winning mod can do it. Mm. See, he likes to throw things out there. He'll mention things and he knows I'm going to pick up on and go, God damn it, now I got to go find that freaking link. Why does he do this to me? And I'm just putting out links and he's like, oh, oh yeah, there's the link. Like, he doesn't know I'm like, on top of that, like whatever. Uh, that was hilarious, and I remember where it was. Uh, rabbit, if he no longer has protection, I'll do what I want to foul. <laughs> oh, Volstorm. First of all, let me tell you something. When I told you I took that edible the other day, and you started talking like Alex, Alex Jones, I really did forget. <laughs> that you do voices and i'm like i'm looking around my house going oh my god where's alex jones and i'm like, and I'm like oh, did the extra kid alex jones on panel i was so messed up it was so funny i sat here cracking up for like 10 minutes by myself <laughs> it's because i was the only one here and i was hysterical uh, rabbit didn't give Levy the wrench because valhalla would be timed out the entire street that's true Levy's funny Levy's funny um, hey, Vicky T, what's up? 
Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Uh, and nerd, what's up? Hell, hell, the gang's all here. So, back to script, back to script. And yes, I write it out so that I can keep myself on track because I tend to get involved with chat and I get lost. All right, so, um, where was I? Ego has no place, blah, blah, blah. Uh, make no mistake, we lie to ourselves daily when we allow our egos to lead the way. Uh, you need to be able to look at all your actions and intentions and be able to recognize where you did wrong and why. Until you put that ego and pride aside, which I have a huge problem doing. Ego is one thing, pride is another. I am a very proud person and I am very stubborn because of it. And I will go down swinging every time. And I need to know that I don't always have to take that swing. You know, take your swing. I don't always have to. It's very difficult for me to figure out when to swing and not, not when not to swing. Vicky T, I just woke up by having to make a mad dash to the bathroom uh, or I would still be sleeping. Oh, that's not good. Last week, all I did was, like, I spent, like, the whole week in the bathroom. Literally. Like, if it wasn't, like, I, I woke up 3 o'clock in the morning screaming for, like, a bucket because I was, I couldn't get up out of the damn electric chair fast enough. Because, <laughs> you know, I was laying down. And it takes a while for it to get up. And I was just like, oh, my God, I am going to puke everywhere. And it was my nerves. It was all my nerves. My nerves have had me shot for days. Um, I had to tell my son to hide my uh, my Xanax because I just kept looking at the bottle, looking at the bottle. I was like, nope. I was like, do me a favor, take this and put this somewhere in the bathroom where I'm not going to find it. And he was like, but you'll know it's in the bathroom. Okay, but I'm not going to go all the way there and go looking for everything. Like, just hide it. So he was like, all right. So I don't have those to fall back on. So it's been like, you know, ooh. but I, I did have to take before I let them hide them on. When was it? Wednesday. That Wednesday night stream on Mad Course, which was amazing. I I had to take his annex and I had to hit the, the bong because I was shaking so bad. Like I my teeth were chattering. I was shaking so bad and I couldn't stop. Like, just because you guys don't see me lose my shit doesn't mean that my nerves haven't gotten the best of me. Um, all right. So until you put that ego and pride aside, nothing will change the way you need it to. Maybe not the way you want it to, but the way you need it to. So like T.D. Jake said in his sermon, the courage to change course, um, that sometimes your ego will make you be loyal to a mistake. And that really, like, that one hit me. I was like, all right, let me think about that. And it did. It hit me like a ton of bricks. Because how many times have I allowed myself to be used because I couldn't admit that I was fooled? Because I couldn't admit that I made a wrong decision. You know, how many times did I get on that hill and stomp my foot and say, you didn't do this and you didn't do that without turning around and looking and saying, okay, maybe 
they didn't do that, but they did something else. So, you know, maybe you're, you're setting expectations where you shouldn't, or, you know, well, what, what have you done? You know, stuff like that. Like I, I will do that. I will make a mistake and I will be so loyal to that because I can't admit I made the mistake. You know, it depends on the degree. It depends on what kind of thing it depends on how much egg I'm going to have on my face at the end of the day. Um, Sometimes I can own them one, two, three, and sometimes I just can't. And I need, I need help. I need grace and I need help. Uh, Jacob, take your swang. Uh, I heard pride is the most deadly of the seven. I also tend to think it's probably the most common. I don't, I don't know if it's pride or envy that I would say are the deadliest. Um, pride tends to make you, you know, feel the repercussions. Envy tends to make other people feel it. Um, I did one on envy last week on malignant envy, uh, or malicious envy. I forget which one it was called malicious envy because you can't have something. Nobody else can have it either. And those are the type of people that, unfortunately, they are narcissists and they run rampant. And they have, because they have no remorse, they will run roughshod over you, steamroll over you, make sure that there's nothing left, and then play the victim card. Oh, woe is me. I'm without, and blah, 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 blah. So, Volstone, without a doubt, Madcore had an incredible stream. Oh, yeah, him and Winning were amazing together. Amazing. And I know there's people out there who say, like, yeah, you know, winning stands up for me or whatever. He's white knighting. He's not. He's my friend. And he knows that I wasn't going to go out there and say anything. And he was like, well, then I'll say it for you. I was like, all right. And I'm basically just don't, don't, you know, like, don't push it too far. Like, you do you, but... He knows me enough to know what I'm willing to say and what I'm not. You know, so I, I completely trusted him to go out there and have my back about it without digging my hole a little deeper. Um, beautifully inappropriate. I don't know how I held it together for Tuesday's stream. Well, I, I can honestly tell you, during your guy's stream on Divinities, I didn't hold it together at all. I was a fucking wreck. <laughs> I was worse on Wednesday. But Tuesday, Tuesday was bad. Monday wasn't great either. When, when, well, no, Sunday when I saw the stream. Yeah, it's it's been one very painful road, I think, for all of us, and we all have a lot of healing to do with each other and individually. I think it's just important that we don't give life to that anymore. Like that's something that. As fun as some drama can be sometimes, and it can be, you all know it can be. If it wasn't, nobody would be drawn to it. It can be fun to have, yeah, like little dramas, even make-believe dramas. Um, But that kind of thing where you're literally trying to destroy people? Nah, uh, that's, that's psychopathic. It's... You you have a real problem if you want people to 
carry this kind of agenda out for you so that you feel better. My whole thing was this whole time that this has been going on, I'm like, but why is he so mad at me? <laughs> I don't get it. I just, all I did was leave and keep my mouth shut. And yet I'm trash and I'm the devil and I'm all these horrible things. I was like, you know, what the fuck, man? Because <laughs> I can be a bitch and you all know it. And that never came out to play. I was just like, no, nah, I'm done. Like, I'm just done. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing this. And yet the hatred was real. It was real. But that's what happens when you cut somebody off like that. When they're dependent on you to, like, feed the ego and the super ego. Yeah, and then you just stop doing it. They're, they starve for it. They will they will do vile things. And I think we're all better than that. But then I, I thought that person was better than it too. I tend to still want to believe that they are. Because I don't want anybody to be that disgusting. I really don't. I don't want anybody to be that vile to each other. We got so much going on in this world. You you realize how much violence and toxicity, just the negativity, is just crawling across this entire globe? We're saturated in it. And this is one of the, these things where, like, I mean, Winning has said this many times, when you're immersed in something, you don't tend to feel or see what's really going on because you're in it you know a fish can't tell you the first thing that comes to mind when you tell them to describe their environment they don't say water they're like oh you know this one's happy da, da, da. they don't think oh i'm surrounded by water they never think oh you know like this is it i can't escape this they don't know they're in a fishbowl they don't know they're surrounded by water they don't know what whatever situation they're in because they're in it so much they're, it's almost like they're born into it. That's all there is. It's part of their identity now. You know, it's just a given. You don't think about it. And you don't see it. And I think that's a lot of where we all went. We were getting sucked into this um, chasm of just darkness and negativity. And it became normal. It became something that... All of us just dealt with 24-7, so it wasn't a thing anymore. It wasn't weird. It wasn't new. It was, you know, like breathing. I never want to be in that place again. Because it turned me into a person I didn't like. And at the end of the day, I mean, the only person I have definitely in my life is me. No matter how pissed off I am at myself, I can't leave my ass. Like, I'm going to be stuck with me forever. So if I can't learn to live with me and like myself, I can't really expect anybody else to do it either. You know, that's on me. And I didn't like who I became. So I had to change it. And that involved... A radical change like we're you know talking about today change takes courage you know it 
it took a lot for me to just be like, <laughs> all right, we're done. I'm done. Like, I'm just, I gotta go. I used to delete everything. And it took even more courage for me to come back because running is what I do. It's difficult, withdraw. Might hurt me, withdraw. It's not going as easy as I want it to, withdraw. You're not telling me what I want to know, withdraw. It's always withdraw, run away, withdraw, run away. Withdraw is the nice way to say that I'm a coward and ran away every fucking time. When things get difficult, I pull away. And the minute I pull away, I am turned and I am ready to fucking sprint out that bitch. And you will never catch me. That's what I've done all my life. And I needed to break that cycle. I needed to stop doing that. So instead of running, I said what I had to say. I explained it very, very clearly on that damn flatter friggin' stream. And that was it. I was done. That was it. And I started to run and I realized that there were people I would miss. And I came back and I tried to build everything all over again. And I went back to where I started. Because sometimes that's the only thing you could do is you just got to, you know. And this is all for all you oldies out there who get it. When the needle gets to a certain point in the record where it just starts to do Sometimes you can't go to the next song. You just got to pick it up and start all over again. Because you're just like, no, I want to hear the whole thing without that crap. So, you know, you pick it up, you polish it off a little bit. You put the, you tape the quarter to the arm of the record player so that it's got a little more weight to it. And you pick it up and you start again. And you hope to God you don't get stuck in that same rut every time you reach it. You know, you got to arm yourself. You got to teach yourself that you can get through anything. And you can. You can deal with anything. You just have to give yourself the room to deal with it well. And give yourself the grace to forgive yourself when you don't. You know, you might have to apologize. You might have to apologize to yourself. I had to apologize to myself so many times. Because there were things I wanted to say and I was mad at myself for not saying them. And then I was like, you know what? But that was the right choice. You know, you took the emotion out. You stepped back and you said, nope, nope. And if I had something to say, I had somebody to vent to. And that was a saving grace for me. That I had somebody that I could just say everything to you know the embarrassing stuff and the humiliating stuff and the the stuff that made me look like not such a great person you know and it was okay because i knew that they were going to be okay with it or that they'd turn around and say wow you fucked up <laughs> i like that they could do that and i needed that i needed that honesty uh, at least one that I know of. Uh, like it. 
Vicket instead of Vicky T. It's Vicket. Uh, yeah, I happened to catch Mad Court stream. Glad I did because I had no idea shit was hitting the fan like that. <laughs> oh, Lady Awesome. The last week was just the. It was flying. Like, really flying. But it needed to happen. It needed to happen. Uh, Vicky C said, and they break your heart. Yeah, they break your heart. They break your spirit. Yeah, they make you ashamed of yourself. I don't, I hate, I hate the shame emotion. Shame is probably the easiest thing to acquire, the hardest thing to shake, and the most useless emotion that I can think of because it's not usually you don't usually feel shame for the things you should you usually are made to feel shame by other people and they use it as a weapon and that sucks because it already is so damaging so to have somebody else wield your shame at you it's dangerous and it just it's it blows like I don't want anybody to have that power um Makes both of us sweetheart. Yeah, everybody, you know the song, everybody plays the fool. Sometimes. There's no exception to the rule. And it's true. Everybody will fall for something at some point. Um, beautiful and appropriate. I want it to be over. Oh, girl. I said that for months, months. I just used to sit there with one and go, I just, I just want to move on. Can we just do that? You know, and he—it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's gonna blow up first, but it's gonna happen. Like he knew, he knew this was coming, and I did not. I was like, "No, it'll never happen." I just, you know, I just gotta keep doing my thing. And he's like, "You need to address some stuff." And I was like, "No, I really don't." I said, "Yes, you really do." No, I really don't. But he was right. I did. I did need to address some stuff. I needed to face a couple things. I needed to own my part. Um. And I needed to to prove that all this work that I've put in these last few months, and I mean, you guys haven't been around to see it. But most people in chat have. I've done a lot of work on me, a lot of painful work on me, and being in the hospital. Again, I got to see my favorite priest, Father Junior. And, you know, we had a lot of talks. And, you know, I, I'm i in a very different place. I'm still not, you know, like, fixed. Because I'm never going to be fixed. There's, I mean, even a break on crayon, you know, colors. But I see more worth in myself than I did before. I give myself more room to make mistakes and apologize for those mistakes. I've also learned how to take a step back when I feel myself getting emotional so that I don't overreact. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, you know, but at least at least I'm trying. Before I didn't even try, so it never worked. Now it's you know it's it's a crapshoot. You know, it's 50-50. Men's on men's. Um, 
but I need that. I need to be able to go, okay, no, like, and I'll say it to people now. I'll say, no, I can't. Like, I need a minute. I just, I need a couple minutes. Just let me calm down. I don't want to say anything that I don't mean, which is, you know, my raison d'etre, because that's what I've always done. Um, I, I just need a minute. And if I can get those couple minutes and I can get myself in hand and be like, all right, bitch, like you might be leaning a little into the melodrama. Like, let's let's look at this a different way. Then things turn out better. You know, do I still say things people don't want to hear? Absolutely. Because I'm still me. I'm still going to grab the bull by the horns every time. You know, it's when you think that I'm not going to tackle it, that's when I tackle it. You know, when you think I'm going to, you know, come at you and be like, oh, da, 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 I just stay quiet. Quiet has been um, my other best friend, I guess, because I. I was way too angry and way too hurt to open my mouth. So I just stayed shut. And now all those things that I was angry and hurt about, they don't seem to really matter anymore. Which just proves to me that, yeah, giving into your emotions, not the best thing. Think about it, you know, like give it time. You know, talk it out with somebody you trust. Not everything is for public consumption. Uh she said, I can't handle that again. Yeah, that was, it was a lot. But you girls, you were brave. You know, you had each other. You were brave. And, you know, it, it was good what you did. It was good. And don't let anybody guilt you into, oh, everybody, you know, with the cast the first stone bullshit. No, it, it that doesn't work that way. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't work for just one person. You know, because I've heard all the arguments and I've seen all the comments and it's like, you know what? There's somebody who wants everybody to just forgive and it doesn't work that way because you can only really forgive and forget when the person is truly sorry and trying to change. When you have somebody who's not sorry and still deflecting and still projecting, still denying, then there's there's nothing really to forgive and forget. Forgive just because you need it to move on. If that's what you need to move on. Not everybody does. Some people just, you know, say forget it and move on. I can't. I have to forgive if I'm going to move on. And that's what I had to do. But that's not for everybody. Whatever you need to do, that's what you need to do. You don't have to apologize for your feelings. You don't have to justify your feelings to anybody. And you don't have to defend them. If somebody doesn't like the way you're feeling, well, that's their problem, not yours. Some people are always going to see things a certain way. And you know, good for them. Maybe they're loyal to a fault. There's such a thing as, you know, being judicious in your um, 
and your loyalty. And that's coming from an Italian. So you got to really just pick it because that it'll follow you and it'll affect you and it'll affect those around you. So, you know, you got to do what's best for you. That's when you need to be a little selfish. You know, I'm not, I'm not a fan of selfish, but I do realize that you do have to be selfish once in a while. You know, you need that. It's a little selfishness is healthy. Uh, T-Rex, 507 miles of driving an empty trailer from North Carolina to Indiana seems a bit extreme. Why does that seem extreme? You don't like the empty trailer? What, does it bounce too much? Like, well, I don't get how driving an empty trailer sees, seems extreme. Can you explain that for me? Because that's got me curious. Rabbit saw Madcore stream. Didn't know all that shit was going on. I've been preoccupied. Girl, you've been busy. <laughs> you've been busy. And besides which, Rabbit, none of us, and I'm going to speak for everybody because I'm pretty confident that this is how everybody feels. None of us would ever expect you, of all people, to pick a side or to be... Um, influenced one way or another you you literally are our Switzerland you just love everybody and I think we need that we do we need somebody who's always going to be you know home base and I think a lot of us consider you like the touchstone you know you're an anchor Every I know that when I get really upset and you pop in, I feel better. You don't have to say anything except, hi, T3. And I just feel better. And it's just, it's very calming for me sometimes just to see you there. Because I'm like, okay. At least there's somebody who's not going to, you know, not going to put me down or not going to, you know, stomp on me. But I knew you wouldn't stomp on anybody else. That's, that's just who you are. For a rabbit, you're not stompy at all. It's weird. You're like the calmest rabbit ever. Uh, oh, little star, Vicky, crying every day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it wasn't supposed to be a public debacle. Some people love drama so much they make everything public. Oh, yeah. And see, as much as I make shit public, I make it a learning lesson. Like, everything is a teachable moment. Why not? If it's going down, might as well use it to make each other better. That's where I'm at. Because the closer I get to death, the more I'm like, God, you paying attention? Remember that. Forget that one thing, because I do this. So forgive that one thing. I don't think I'm going to hell. Because I don't think God would put me in the same room with my father again. I don't think that would happen. Uh, Vicky, I think this person has been like this his entire life. We just didn't see it till it was almost too late for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've been where you were. Nothing like being at death's door and have somebody be like, are you showing up for the show? Yeah. Like, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Mm -hmm. Cover my ass. Cover my ass. Okay. 
Ah, beautifully inappropriate. We're lucky if we can close the door or turn off the internet to escape the violence and destruction. It seems like it's everywhere. Everywhere. Vicky T, it did. Never the same. Uh, being an asshole to people was encouraged. Yep. Dartidius, I mean, mostly encouraged in regards to me specifically. Mostly encouraged? No, it was demanded in regards to you. It was demanded. Uh, not just you, Dart. Don't forget germs. Yes. R.I.P. germs. And that was that was a concern of nerds. Nerd was worried that I was going to go that way. And, you know, <laughs> you're lucky that I had winning. Because that was just wasn't going to happen. Not on his watch. Um, Wolfkinder. Uh, I don't think it's being a coward. It's self-preservation. Oh, you know, a little six of one, half a dozen of the other. Um, Darth Hideous distance from a problem gives perspective. It's not a sign of cowardice. That's hard R-tard. <laughs> it does give perspective. For me, it's a sign of cowardice only because it means that I'm not fighting. You know, there and something shouldn't be fought. You know, they should be thought out. There's no place for emotion in them because it makes it cloudy. It 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 skews what's going on. Uh and that is necessary when you're too close to a, a problem. Yes. <laughs> when you're being suffocated by the problem. And you she said, Oh my god, dog. Oh, geez. You just made her freaking day. You showed up here. Oh, God. <laughs> Hi, Inya. How are you? Um, you just made her super, super happy to see you, Dart. Um, two, two, two. I had no idea either, but hadn't had much time for YouTube except early mornings and a few evenings lately. Mm, that's why I love you. You always have time for me. Uh, Volsom Darth is right, though. Yeah. Some things require shaming. Now, I know I'm behind in chat, but at least I'm not as behind in chat as expert. Okay? Which I'm sure he'll, he'll pop in at some point. But, yeah, not as far back as that. And I read them in order. Um, some things require shaming, Castro. Yep. You like a commie <laughs> or a fat, you're an ass or a fat commie. Oh my goodness. It's going to take some time. Fat commies are the worst. Yeah. The fat liberals with their magenta hair on top of their head. Oh, wait. Who do I know that was, who looked like that? Anyway. Uh, in your mers. I love in you. I do. You and Eris, like, you guys show up to my chat or what any chat that I'm in, and you're, like, my biggest friggin' like, oh, look at Jelly. I get so happy. So silly. Uh, Darth Hideous. If the cast the first stone argument is your argument, you're probably wrong. Yeah, absolutely. 
This person already shattered many glass houses. Mm-hmm. Glass bridges, glass everything. When in reality, he just wants others to ignore it and enable him to continue the cycle. Absolutely, babe. Uh, everybody makes mistakes sometimes. Yep. It's when you maliciously go against people that I have a problem. Uh, and yeah, I kept that tight for 45 seconds debating hit and enter, but it's on me. People are supposed to learn from their mistakes, not deflect onto other people or blame other people for their mistakes. That's what you're supposed to do when you're a grown up. But some people have this arrested development where they've just never moved forward. Rabbit, I stomp, but I have soft, fuzzy feet. I fucking love you, Rabbit. I really do. <laughs> and yeah, it takes guts to overhaul, change your life. It's easier, in my opinion, if you have kids. It is. Because if anything or anyone is worth it, it's you in their lives making yourself and them better. And that's what did it for me. It is. Because I was like, you know what? I ain't. I can't leave these kids behind. What am I going to leave them with my mother? <laughs> Why would I do that to them? I I can't. So I no, I had to I had to smarten up, man. And I had to start really taking a hard look at myself and having the hard conversations. Um All right, so I'm I'm just reading the thing. So I, I put, like, how many times have I allowed myself to be used because I couldn't admit that I was fooled? How much money did I spend because I couldn't own up to supporting and trusting someone who was full of shit? How much time did I waste? How much energy did I give? Uh, how many others did I hurt? How many people did I lose or do wrong? How much did I act out of my own character? You know, how much did I betray my own principles? How much damage did I do by being obstinate or blind? How much damage did I do? Like, how much? All because pride and ego got in my way. Because seeing your part in things, small or huge, is really difficult to do. Um, accepting and owning my part, the part that I played, um, that was the most difficult part for me in the beginning. Once I realized that owning up to what I did didn't bring the world down on my head, it actually it made me more credible in what I was trying to do, that made it easier when I realized that it was the wrong pride that I was protecting. Because what the fuck was I proud of? I was proud of being a dick? Like, no. I I was proud of what? Everybody knew but me. Everybody saw but me. So the only one I was protecting my pride for was me. Because I was lying to myself. Everybody could see it. Yeah, everybody could see it. But me. 
Yeah, and like I said, like beautifully just said, I'm sorry for my part in this. Like I told Vicky the other day, I think the time for our apologies is one one and done, man. Like we don't have to keep being sorry. I think we just need to stay aware that we can go to that place so that you don't do it again to somebody else. You know, like I don't want to be that person, you know, that I was, that I became. Am I sorry for it? Absolutely. Do I feel remorse and regret? Yeah. But I'm not going to live there. Fuck that. Everybody makes mistakes. You know, I needed to be able to climb out of that and be like, you know what, bitch? There's still good shit about you. You know, you're still a good person. You've always been a good person. You just have shitty tendencies sometimes. You know, we all do. But I wasn't going to paint my entire life with this, you know, oh, this thing that I did. Screw it. I did it. Yes, I'm sorry. And that's it. That's where I'm leaving it. Like, here we go. Vic T, I don't want to be that person ever again. You can't fix crazy. No, you can't fix crazy, but you can enjoy the hell out of it. Let me tell you. Um, that's the thing. When you know somebody has a tendency to react a certain way and you trigger them specifically to make them react that way, that's just evil. Don't do that to people. And that was done to all of us. We all have told our stories. We all have put our triggers out there. And to use that, to weaponize it, to point people in the direction of somebody else and wind them up and let them go just to see how much damage they can do, that's fucked up. And I don't put it on the people that were used. I put it on the person who used them. Like I'm not delusional at all. I know exactly where that buck stopped. I know where it started and where it stopped. And I, I really, I wish they were different. I do. I hope that they get the help they need, but I don't, I don't see that ever improving, to be honest. I hate to say that. It hurts to say that. But some people actually just don't want to be redeemed. You know, they don't want to be better. And that's what this whole thing was about. There are, there are people who just stagnate because they don't have the motivation to do anything about it. They don't have the ability, the skill, or the intention to change. I'm so ashamed for my part. Don't be. Like I said, I hate shame. Shame is a useless emotion. What happened, happened. You're here. I'm here. It's all good. You know, we may never be where we were, but that doesn't mean that we can't build our way back to a point at least you know you're here did you think you'd be in my chat did you think i'd i'd be able to be like hey vicky hey beautiful 
hey, Darth. Like, that, nobody, nobody would have fucking put a bet on that one. Nobody. You know, and are we riding the kind of forgiveness high? Yeah, it's the honeymoon period again. You know, I'm going to say something is going to piss you off or you're going to say something's going to piss me off. But the thing is, that's the normal part of a day. It's normal to get irritated with people and then you let it the fuck go. You don't harp on it and harp on it and harp on it and harp on it. You know, not everything should leave you ass hurt. You know, so I think without that constant pressure of negativity and spite, um, without that constant toxic encouragement, I think you'll be able to let things go a lot easier. I think it'll be a lot better for your anger, too. It was, oh my God, so much better for mine. The relief was ridiculous. I think a month ago, no. <laughs> Just like, no. No, 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 no. Honestly, one of the things that hurt me the worst, and you're going to think it's so stupid, is the fact that you all went back to calling your husband Richard. Because <laughs> I was just like, because he just... Because he was never Richard to me. He was always Big D. But, you know, I was like, all right, that hurt. <laughs> that hurt. Um, only the good things. Rabbit, we can have different opinions and we can still respect each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's when you send people to hurt others that I have to draw a line. Yeah, where I have now I have to be like, no, see, that's not allowed. It's a boundary. It's, I'm so proud I have boundaries. Not many, but there's a couple. They're they're forming. You know, I'm learning. Uh, Vicky, oh my God, how much spite. And yep. Jacob Peets. Jacob Peets, how are you ladies today? Suzanne, good day. How are you? I hope you're feeling better. I know you stay busy, busy, busy. Um. Beautifully inappropriate. I'm just glad we all have each other. It really helped. You do have each other. And you guys, it was nice to see to see you lean on one another. And it, it was really good to see Vicky had her husband there. Um, hearing about the seizure, that was too much for me. That was that was too much. Um that was unforgivable for me. I'm sorry. I would have. I would have never been able to get past that. Um. Uh, you cold today over there? It's chilly. Cold over where? Oh, in Florida. Is it cold in Florida? It's supposed to be like fifty some odd degrees here today. I don't know. Then it's supposed to drop down to twenty. It's like, that's great. We're supposed to have snow either tomorrow or Wednesday. I'm like, really? I don't want snow yet, please. Like, I hate that word. Uh, everybody's saying hello. All right. So you will say hello, and I'm going to get back to this. Uh, it's taking that hard road, making the difficult decisions, owning your part, and making the effort to mend the broken relationships, showing real remorse, and vowing to ourselves not to do it again. This is how we grow. This is how we get better. Um, 
taking the easy way out, you know, just learning to live with it, it doesn't do anybody any good. Because you're learning how to live a lie. You know, <laughs> I have a friend who always says, I'd rather know the truth than be right. And the power in those words actually hit me in my sleep. And I woke up looking for a way to incorporate that into this topic. Because uh, you can't make a change for the better until you adopt that way of thinking 100%. Uh, it takes real courage and a willingness to say, you know, hey, I'm not perfect. And I get it wrong sometimes. But, you know, you can trust what I say when I say it. You know, at the time, it would be the truth as you know it anyway. And if that changes, you know, I'll let you know that too. Because sometimes you, you're speaking your truth. You think it's absolutely true. And then you find out later that there were things at play maybe you didn't know about. And you have to shift what you said. And you might have to say, hey, I was wrong about this or I was wrong about that. It takes a very, very big person, a very strong person to say, I'm not always right. You know, I'm not always right. And, you know, I didn't have all the information or I had bad information or I acted a little out of my face and I shouldn't have. And it takes a really big person to say that. And to believe it, you know, this person believes it. this person believes living in truth is the only way to live. Well, this is the way. Uh, and I've heard him say it over and over and over, and it didn't really, the depth of it didn't hit me until two nights ago. When I was like, yeah, with, without being able to face the truth of the matter, you can't really move forward in a stable, strong way unless you're willing to bullshit your way through it. Some people are okay with, you know, being full of shit just so they look like they're right and never have to say, oh, I made a mistake. I have no respect for that type of behavior. I've none. Because who's it doing? It's not doing anybody any good. So, uh, hey, Suzanne, I feel like it's been a while. Always makes me smile to see you. Oh, Lady Awesome. That's why I call you Lady Awesome. And yeah, I quit my job. Woo! And my I shouldn't have been that excited about that, but I was. <laughs> I quit my job, and my goal this week is to unsubscribe from almost everything. I bought Christmas already, and I'm taking the month off. Good for you. Oh, I missed winnings. Sorry. FYI, um, this is from Winning Reality. FYI, I unblocked everyone from the swamp I blocked when I left, except for two people an amphibian and a bird I'm trying to think no I have him blocked I never blocked squirrel bub I don't know he just I just let him do his thing it don't affect me one way or another uh, and yeah, I can work 20 to 30 hours per week somewhere else and make what I used to make and used to work 50 to 70 hours a week. Oh, screw that. That's a lot of work. 
I've been there though. I I feel you. Well, I wish you well in whatever you're you're gonna take on or do. But yeah, definitely take the month off. This is the perfect month to be like, no, nah, I'm not doing nothing. Nope, nope. You can say I took the the rest of the year off, and it'd be true. Uh, Rabbit, I'm always right unless I tell you otherwise. It's the advantage of being ancient. <laughs> uh and yeah, I I got to stay home though, so it used to be worth it. Well. I mean, that, that was what made my mother eventually retire because they were like, oh, you have to come back to the office. She was like, why? I get so much more done when I'm home. She said, my quitting smoking didn't last. Girl, same. It's funny. In the hospital, I don't need a cigarette for any reason whatsoever. I don't want one. It, there's not even the slightest craving. I literally hit the outside air and I was just like, I need a cigarette. What? <laughs> it's just I need a cigarette because I need a cigarette to deal with life um, that'll be the next to go because I just can't afford them we all have our vices yeah we sure do we sure do um, okay so not all changes are life altering sometimes it's just admitting that you have bad information it takes the courage it takes courage to change your opinion or your stance on something. People can call you a flip-flop or say you're fickle. And the truth is you're not being fickle. You just you shouldn't cling to a belief or an idea that's based on false information or lies. You know, and you're smart enough to see that and to act accordingly. Um all right, so I said look at me. All right, I I was born a democrat literally like i came out and they stamped democrat on my forehead i was born catholic i was born old-fashioned like that that's the three things that i could say from birth i pretty much that was instilled in me from the moment i shot out of that horrible woman <laughs> um i was 40 when I voted for Trump. Yeah, that that was, oh my goodness. And I was terrified. I was terrified somebody was going to find out. And Lord, uh, yeah, I turned away from the way I always did things, you know. And to me, I, I asked myself, I was like, why did it take me so long to like, to think for myself and to vote according to my own conscience? You know, and a lot of it was hubris. Yeah, it was, well, we've always done it that way here. You know, it's what I know. It's, you know, of course, it's the right way to be because that's what I've been told is the right way to be. Like, it was me being like, I, I was almost overinflated with the hometown kind of way of doing things. You know, that I wouldn't, I wouldn't step outside that box. You know, that was my arena. Yeah, that's, that's where it's where it was. You know, that's how it was. I didn't need to to challenge that. You know, nobody ever challenged it anyway. You know, you're one of us. And it, it gave me a feeling of belonging in a place where I never felt like I belonged. 
I love my hometown. Love my hometown. Do I feel like I belong here? No. <laughs> no. I never felt like this was like the place where everything would like, I don't know, just like where I would spend the rest of my life. I didn't plan on dying in this town. I still don't plan on dying in this town. I got to get the hell out. And because it's just, it's not me. It's not me anymore. Maybe it never was. I don't know. I wasn't allowed to think about who I was. You know, it was, you know, step, get in line, keep step, do as you're told, do what we expect. And that's what I did. And it just didn't work out for me. Um, It literally took everything I had to like break that cycle, like even just temporarily just voting for Trump because I mean, I slipped back, you know, I slipped back into, you know, voting for Biden because good God, you know, like, oh, this didn't work out well. And then I'm stuck at home and I've got all these, you know, all this propaganda nonstop on the friggin' TV. And I didn't have any other opinions to go with because everybody I knew was blue. So it was like, what do I do? Because now I'm listening to you people and you're all sounded dumber and dumber and dumber. And I can't believe I listened to this bullshit my whole life and just swallowed it. How the hell? Because I'm not a stupid person. And yet... And yet, I got jabbed, and I paid a very heavy price for it. You know, if I had just stuck to my guns and went with my instincts and said, this is not right, I wouldn't be in the predicament that I'm in. Now, so yeah, changing was really difficult for me. Admitting that I followed along like a sheep, oof, that was ridiculously hard for me. You know, I I don't know if you know this, but I'm very opinionated. <laughs> uh, and I wasn't standing behind my own true opinions. You know, I I sat there and I supported the opinions of the people around me. You know, people who I wanted to fit in with but didn't. You know, I did it because it was it was a lot easier to just coast on through to ride that tide instead of like swimming against the current, you know, and I did it because I knew I'd lose friends. You know, if anybody knew how I truly saw things, how I truly felt, you know, and then they went and crippled me and almost killed me with their bullshit lies and the most terrifying agendas I've ever encountered that I ever could have imagined, you know, to my party, I was an acceptable loss. You know, and that rubbed me the wrong way. But then then they came for the kids. <laughs> yeah, then they came for the kids. And and that was the straw. You know, never threaten my kids. And I don't I don't just mean my kids, like as in my two. You know. I was an educator. All kids feel like my kids. I am very protective. And I, I saw, you know, what was going on. 
and what they were attempting, that was my line in the sand. That was that was the line that couldn't be crossed. You know, couldn't be crossed, couldn't be covered up. It was non-negotiable. That was my deal breaker. You know, and once I knew, once I knew the truth there, there was no going back. There was no pulling the wool back over my eyes. There was no, okay, I just won't look. No, everything was open and my curiosity was piqued and I want to know, all right, what else was I wrong about? And I found out, you know, and it was a lot. You know, it was finding out about the fact that they knew what the what the jab would do. For me, that and the the how do I say it without getting tossed? Um that and the hormonal choices they were asking kids to make the covering up of you know like sound of freedom uh, trying to twist that so that it was discredited for me those were the shots heard around the world for me Th those you couldn't take those back no matter what um so I changed yeah I changed and I started speaking out and I started investigating different things and I lost friends. You know, I, I lost people's respect. People who have known me my entire life, who know exactly who I am, exactly, you know, the type of person I am. They lost respect for me. They started like, you know, saying I was stupid and, you know, oh, I was brainwashed and, oh, another one fell to the right and whatever. Like, you know, I didn't drink the Kool-Aid. Sorry, dude. You know. But to them, I was out. Now I was just evil and stupid. And I was just one of those damn, you know, red magas. And I was like, whatever. I mean, just imagine people who were like family for like 30 plus years suddenly hated me. And I mean hated yeah, because I'd changed my stance and I'd exposed some lies that they weren't ready to, you know, face. Why? Because I spoke up against the Dems. Oh, my God. She's red. She's Republican. Now. Oh, my God. Don't talk to her. She's a MAGA. She's a Trumper. That was my favorite. The day that one of my best friends, my closest real life friends was like, oh, you're she looked at me with such disgust and I was like bitch stop <laughs> you believe in fairy tale shit and now that I've seen it I can't go back I just can't I can't swallow that much bullshit you know first of all I'm, I'm much more of what I'd say a progressive conservative or you know maybe I'm just a traditionalist if anything that that label seems to fit me the most. Um, but regardless, you know, my label's going to change again someday. That's the point. You're not, my ideals won't change, but the label people put on me probably will. Yeah, and that's good. That's fine. Change is healthy. Stagnation is not. You know, being trapped in a, being trapped in a place where you have to fit an identity rather than 
just own your own identity. It's I am not a classical liberal. Fuck you. Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. <laughs> I hope you ain't talking to me. Um I don't know. I I just I th- I think change is is a good thing. I do think it requires a lot of courage, and I think staying trapped in this prison of your own making, you know, personal growth is impossible when you do that. And that's what I had done. I had created my own cage, and I stuck myself in there. Oh, be quiet, Darth. Now, see, I'm gonna. You keep calling me a liberal. I'm gonna ignore you. Um, there's, there's risk, uncertainty, pain, and loss that comes with change. And sometimes we prefer to live in the hell that we're used to rather than risk the hurt in the change. And sometimes we change for the wrong reasons and we need to be more careful. Uh, I'm going to go back and chat because otherwise I'm going to get way behind. Y'all are chatty, chatty, chatty. Uh, Jesus. And it's mostly dark. I don't need cigarettes. I like to smoke. I enjoy the whole ceremony of it. You like that it's a people repellent. See? I didn't even have to get that far down. Going outside and having my people repellent is comforting. You said that many times. You're you're like it just creates like a halo around me where nobody like <laughs> can come near me. I think it's hilarious. Um it's the suck to find out you're wrong though, especially if you're really committed to the bad thing. Oh yeah. It could be devastating. Matter of fact, everybody's talking about cigarettes. Might as well. I'm going to find my ashtray. There went my ashtray. Oh, well. It is what it is. Uh, it's just like, fine. Yeah. And you said I was too. Oh, wow. Not Catholic, but a Democrat. That changed less than two years ago. It's amazing because once that change happens, you ain't going back. You're just not. Oh, it was 420. Cheers to all of you. I cut back a lot on that, too. Like, a lot. I do that only usually at night. I did it the other day with Jimmy and messed me up. <laughs> he, was, he was like, come on, ma. I was like, all right, just this once. And then, like, I did, like, two bong ribs, and I was flying for hours. So I was like, yeah, can't do that anymore. Uh, Darth, well, you're from New Jersey. Do they even make Republicans there? Yeah, yeah. Right around the time you started paying the taxes. Yeah, I know. I knew I knew you meant taxes. Uh yeah, thanks for the reminder. Do-do-do. Jacob said that's something that will always confound me, how the Democratic plantation has such a strong grip on religious group. Well Rabbit, I've always been an independent. An independent shit? Really? I don't know why you put shit in there. Uh, Lady Awesome, the brainwashing is real. It is. Suzanne, C3, I'll send you pics later of what the fuck we've been doing. Awesome. Look forward to it. Registered as an independent. T-Rex, I love your hometown. Um, 
you love your hometown unties your until you're actively hating on it because well because jersey no i don't hate it because it's jersey listen i am jersey okay we determined that last night somebody said i don't know what word there is for you and you know i said i'm a fucking delight and winning of course at jersey i didn't have an argument for that i was just like damn it (laughs) because you know that's descriptive enough Dart said, you're only as smart as what you know. How can you know what you don't know? And that's the thing, especially when you live in a fishbowl. And everybody in that fishbowl has the same stance. And they all have the same opinions and the same information. And all you're doing is just, you're just talking into an echo chamber. That's all it is. And that's all I've ever known is being in that echo chamber, that Italian echo chamber, the Catholic echo chamber, you know, the, um, the democratic, well, the Democrat echo chamber. We don't have the young Republicans in this town. We got tons of young Dems. That's a club that's never going to die. And I mean, we have, we don't have Republicans on our baseball uniforms, but we have, Dems on our public on our baseball uniforms for kids. Pee Wee leagues, they're the young Dems or they're the little Dems. So it's a very big thing here. Yeah, and for me to go against the green, I am persona non grata with all my old friends. And these are people who, you know, they loved being around me. So for me to go and think something that they're not thinking is unthinkable to them. They just can't wrap their heads around it. Like, but you're one of us. Yeah, I'm still one of you. It's just, I don't think this political leaning is correct for me. I don't think this, you know, narrative is true. I don't want to believe every single thing spouted in my direction. Y'all do. That's on you. You want to keep going? They they tried to march me to my death. And I'm going to what? Stay with them? That's no. Even I'm not that self, you know, hate to, hating. Like, even I can go, no, that's an abusive relationship. And that's what I started to see the, the Dems as. Like, they're just. They're an abusive spouse. They think they own you and they could do whatever they want to you. And you better do what the hell I tell you to do. Cause that's what you signed up for when you were 18 and put your name down and said, I'm a Democrat. Now you're going to do what I tell you to do. I have a hard time being told what to do. by just anybody really hard time. And I allowed it for a long time. And when I finally woke up to it, I was like, oh, hell no. Like, (laughs) no, 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 no. Like, you're literally lying to my face. Are you kidding? Uh, Rabbit said, my ballot is always some red, some blue, and some independent. Well, it's a smart way to be. Um, Jacob Peeps, no kidding, Les. I meant, I mean, the institution is quite literally anti-religious and religious values. But try telling a New York, oh man, to consider that. And it's like you question their faith itself. That said, um, opinionated? You? I doubt. Mm-hmm. 
they weren't your friends. They were. It's just, it's, it's so weird how personally they take politics. So weird. Because, I mean, there's no room for anybody to think anything other than what they think. It's just, it's just impossible. You cannot think that way because then you're wrong. You're, you're not just wrong in your opinion. You're inherently wrong. You are built wrong. There's something wrong with you. And it's just like, dude, it's an opinion. Calm down. Like, I did my research. Did you? Yeah. And they don't. That's the part that bothers me because I swallowed it hook, line, and sinker before. I couldn't have answered many of the questions as to why do you feel this way? Why is this person terrible? Because that's what everybody's telling me they are. That was pretty much my answer. And a lot of that's on me. A lot of it, I wasn't interested. I had a life to live. I didn't have time to worry about politics. Well, I didn't give a shit. As long as I could put a roof over my kid's head and food on the table, that's all I cared about. I was struggling to make it day to day, let alone paycheck to paycheck and dealing with my own issues, you know, aside and then getting sick. That was a lot to deal with. I didn't have time to sit around and look at other people's politics. In the grand scheme of things, it didn't mean shit to me. Until it did. Until I was like, wait a minute. Why am I expendable? Like, when the hell did this happen? Like, and it just, it became a thing where it was like one thing led to another. It's that domino effect. You know, that one domino goes over and, you know, it might be in slow motion, but eventually it's going to tick, 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 and the whole thing's going to come down. And that's how it started. Just, I just had to teeter once on the dem pedestal and i fell into the abyss and that rabbit hole was huge and it was the best thing that ever happened to me it was it was the best thing that ever happened to me but it was not the easiest by far you know i had to i i went into it knowing i was going to lose people and i had to be okay with that before i started down that rabbit hole you know, because I knew once I found out one thing was untrue on my side and true on the other, once that was, un, I guess, unveiled or, re, you know, revealed, I had to take a deep breath and go, okay, this is one thing. There's going to be a lot more. Are we up to this? Because... You know, I, I talk to myself the same way I talk to you guys. And I'm like, all right, bitch, like, are we ready for this? Like, are we ready to have to undo everything that we know? And accept that we've been wrong this entire time. That was a hard pill to swallow. It really was. Because I was like, I, I would have bet money that I was not this stupid. <laughs> I would have bet money on it, you know, because I, I tend to be academic and I tend to, you know, really discuss things and evaluate them. But I was doing it with a Democrat lens. 
you know, I was I was looking at it through everything that they had said and blocking out everything else. Like there was only one truth to be had and it had to be my parties because, you know, I've been I've been with them my whole life. And I couldn't be wrong my whole life. <laughs> but I was. <clears throat> On everything, no. Some things I'm right about. I can't exactly think of one right now, but I'm sure it's there. Um, Dad said that's not what friends do. Yeah, I know, but it's, I kept like two friends, and it's very difficult to talk to them because they'll they'll say typical liberal shit. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm like, you don't really believe that. And they're like, yeah, no, it's fine. And, you know, they're educators and they're fine with what's going on. And I have a problem with that. I have a problem and they don't see that it's a problem. And I'm like, you really don't see the indoctrination. You you don't see the the bias that's being taught. You don't see the destruction and the damage being caused. You really don't, you don't see it. And you know what? I found out not only do they not see what they're in, they're incapable of seeing an actual projected future. They can't follow their road. They can't look down it. You know, it's, I don't think they're capable or maybe just denial is the only thing that they enjoy, but they can't look down the road and say, Hey, my actions are going to lead to this. These people's actions are going to lead to this. They have this weird way of going, you know, one plus one is 957,202. Like, like, no, one plus one is two. No, it's all these other things. You're just, you're, you're too narrow minded. You have to imagine. I am so tired of people telling me to imagine shit. I don't want to imagine things. That means it's fake. It doesn't exist. It's not real. I have to live in the real world. I can't sit and dream about shit. That's like never going to happen. And they're willing to do that. They're willing to be all, you know, like, oh, the world is full of magical things and this is going to, no, stop. Face the truth of what you're doing. You're, you're ruining generations to come. Haven't you done that enough? I'm trying to make this like, so that we move forward and we fix it generationally. You know, I don't want, people to be narcissists i want them to be aware and fix themselves because unless you have the disorder you can change you can you know you can train yourself to not be a dick not everybody has to be that way personalities change as you grow older part of what td jakes was saying is they cling to this image because they've cultivated it for so long. They cling to this mistake. They're loyal to that mistake. You know, one day they got a reputation for being a certain way. And they enjoyed it. And they clung to it. The thing is, our personalities change as we age. As we gain experience and wisdom. 
you're always going to be like that funny person if you were funny. You're always going to be that sweet person if you were sweet. But there are other aspects that change in your personality. And a lot of people don't want to accept that. They're, they, they're like, no, I'm always going to be who I am. Okay, I'm always going to be who I am, but who I am might change. You know, different parts might emerge. Different parts might um, become unnecessary. You know, maybe I don't always have to be as angry. You know, maybe I can be more uh, go with the flow. You know, maybe I don't have to always question, you know, or take the temperature of the environment all the time. You know, I don't always have to say, are we okay? Everything all right? Yeah. Maybe I'll get to that point one day. Do I see it in my near future? No. Because I'm, I'm trying to fix a whole lot of damage and heal a whole lot of damage. So it's going to take me a bit to get there. But I have every faith that I will do my damnedest to make that happen. Achieving it isn't really the ultimate goal. It's staying on the path that will lead me there. That will change that for me. That Staying on the path where I'm supposed to be. You know, a path of improvement. I don't know where my life is going to go. I don't know how tomorrow is going to go. Hell, I don't know how the next hour is going to go. But I'm willing to always keep the momentum to keep moving forward. You know, I'm not an easy person to to be friends with. I am not an easy person to love. I know that. I am difficult. Thankfully, the people I love are difficult, too. They just don't know it. You know, but they're worth it to me. You know, and I'm I'm willing to put in the work. On myself and on them. It would just. It would be better if they met me halfway. Um, it's not just them of course. It's the Catholics up there. And the Baptists down here. The Catholics up here. They will. Oof, they can mind fuck you. Something terrible. Darth is only wrong about. Almost everything you thought you knew. Well yeah. Yeah. Well, that that was a that was a bit of an awakening, but you know, at least I woke up without being woke. I went from woke to woken, awaken, awoke, woked. I don't know. Uh, okay, listen, but have to go supervise potty time and cleaning before nap time, so I'll be in now. All right, honey. <laughs> Last orange man bed. That's a left wing, right wing, same nut. Yeah. It's two sides of the same coin. And they all use the same tactics and all that shit. Uh, the brainwashing was everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not a Republican. I I could tell you that. I know that for a fact. Um, yep, Dart, same nut, different tree. You're not even a conservative. I wouldn't say that. I am not a classic liberal. I will cut your tongue in half. Stop it. Uh, they claim they are part, they're the party of hatred and bigotry, but they're the one, 
they claim we are the party of hatred and bigotry, but they're the ones who are statistically more likely to limit their vocabulary when speaking with minorities and they hate us clearly. Like I said, I don't consider myself a Republican, but if I had to pick a side right now, that would probably be it. I don't want to pick a side, though. I like Trump. There you go. I said it. I like the shit that he says. I like that he just he takes the hits and gets up and goes, hmm, pussy, that all you got? Like He's just like, all right, come on. You want to fight? I'll fight. Like, he knows how to scrap. He does. And I love that people are like, oh, see, now you're picking on him the way you pick on all of us. That's not going to work out the way you think it will. (laughs) It's just not. You guys picked the wrong one. Um, Lady said, coming over to a red state and you'll realize you're not as conservative as you thought. Maybe. I don't think liberal is for me, though. Classic liberal doesn't mean liberal in today's context. Uh, Locke was a classical liberal. That means nothing to me. You're going to have to explain that one, Jacob. Uh, Every now and then, a little milk of MAGA helps to clean out the place. (laughs) Oh, God. That's hideous. Um, I want. I won't feel bad if you don't read all my nonsense. What do you mean? I read it all. What are you talking about? I'm very behind. You should know that by now. Uh, when most people use political labels, they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. True. Uh, when it comes down to it, what do I want? I want a traditional type of life, which I never got, and I never will, probably. And I want the kids to be safe. I don't I don't want all this bullshit. And I, I just want them to be comfortable in who they are. And I want them to grow up to be stronger, not weaker. And that's all I see is I see them dumbing these kids down and making them more and more anxiety riddled and it's just it's horrible because i feel like they're being abused by everybody and the people who are trying to help them are being labeled the abusers you know we're being labeled the the ones that oh you need to shut up you're you're so you know far back this isn't the 60s this isn't the 40s no but i fucking wish it was jesus at least then people had dignity you know they they had decorum they had morals you know they went and took god out of the classroom and out of everything and the whole country just turned to shit well so when most people use political labels they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about all right i read that already uh and i agree um there that i get all the cool political labels well all the ists and the isms. Mm, there's a lot of isms. Uh, which proved my point. <laughs> you should. You should. Uh, Rabbit, that's what my husband called me and he would laugh. Uh, gosh darn it. My mom grew up blue dog, Reagan Democrat, 
includes all Reagan Democrat. It took years and years to correct her. That's what you're doing. Oh, lovely. Funny enough, uh, something is kind of this way about his community, too. And that isn't odd, that, isn't it? What are you talking about? He's kind of that way about his community. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's a liberal because he's playing playing as a Trumper. Well, got to run Shelly feeling poorly. Oh, I'm sorry, Suzanne. I hope you feel better. Get some rest, honey. Titties Evelstorm. Well, I mean, I do hate fat hacking commies, so some of them might be valid. Okay. And you're sorry back. I hope you feel better, Miss Suzanne. Feel better, Susie from Dart. Feel better, Susie from Jacob. The Cold War never ended, Darth. I don't know. And whoever thought it did? Why, because the Berlin Wall came down? <laughs> it means shit. Optics. It's all optics. I mean, yes, it had to happen, but still. Just because they show you one thing doesn't mean anything changes behind the curtain. It's just, you know, it's the same store, but the, the window dressing is different. Uh, it said T-Rex trucking and more. Yeah, but groupthink seems to be only slightly as common at Republican herd as well. And it's the authoritarian group. Um, think that's the problem. Listen, I know I want a lot less government involved in my life. I want less people looking at whatever I'm doing. I'm not doing anything wrong, so stop looking at me. You're literally wasting your time and just aggravating me. So it's just like, why? Just get out of my life. Let me make my own goddamn decisions. Do I make them well? No. I'll nominate somebody else to make my decisions, just as long as it's not government. Like, I don't need a Fed telling me what the fuck to do. Um, we just became the heckin' commie. Well... Take them on the bright side. We're seeing a global rebuke of the scam artists on the left. Argentina, Netherlands, El Salvador, Trump's more popular than ever. Trudeau is almost universally hated, as he should be. Uh, death hideous. There's a huge difference between being ignorant and stupid, Michelle. You know this. Willfully ignoring the truth is very stupid and dangerous. I just didn't have any of the information. I really didn't. And... Like I said, living in this town, until we, like, ventured out. I never ventured outside, like, the ideals of this town. I thought everywhere in the world was like this. Why wouldn't I? This was all I knew. Yeah, and we weren't allowed to, like, you know, venture out. It was, oh, no, no. Like, where'd they let me go to New York twice a year to go see a play? Oh, yeah, they're my, blood, my horizons. Like, I learned so much. Not. Um, T-Rex. Short-sightedness is a problem with both sides of the aisle. The West has never been good at long-term planning. Um, know who is China? We're in impasse now that China has been planning for decades. Well, Volstorm. Problem is we have we have it too good. In hard times, none of that pretending stuff matters. That's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. Uh, 
Darth Hideous, unfortunate truth. Yep. And this crazy shit train has no brakes. We're going to ride it all the way to the scene of the crash. Mm -hmm. We make our own ground zero so many damn times. Uh, so I'm always going to be sour and salty with a little crunch. <laughs> I'm like a little dill pickle. Rabbit, you're coming out with some shit. <laughs> you're a dill pickle. I love dill pickles, by the way. Oh, one sec. Child, she comes out. <laughs> it's like good morning to you, too. Uh, is difficult confirmed. Funny reality. Uh, she don't know where she's going, but she sure know where she's been. And she's going to hold on for the rest of her days because she's made up her mind. She ain't wasting no more time. Nope. Here I go again. Ah, <sighs> uh, I'm on Nile's side. Ooh. I don't know if it's, maybe I'm just like not putting it together. Uh, Jacob Castro, I'm not not sure if I'm a classical liberal or an arco capitalist. Okay, or both. Darth, I'm a libertine minarchist because I'm reasonable. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you wrote I'm reasonable. Ah, okay. How did you write that with a straight face? I'm serious. Like, how'd you type that out without fucking that up? Because I would have never. Um, I'll post nerd. Oh, you're still here, nerd. Damn government shit. Winning said, sounds like a conversation for later. I'll explain it to her. Oh, here we go. Oh, you know, I'm always good to, to learn. Uh, Jacob Pete's Castro, you're definitely more of an. What is an anarcho? Like, I, I know what an anarchist is, but what's an anarcho? Listen, I just learned what a friggin' neocon was a couple months ago. Okay, so give me a break. <laughs> Everything's on a learning curve. I'm still walking around singing my damn Ron Paul song. Um, very catchy tune. If you haven't heard it, you really should. Very catchy. Uh, Amers, I don't know what I am except a libertarian. I just know I was wrong for a long time. <laughs> Who's to say anything I believe is right? But you know what? My whole life, like it, I went with, you know, I went with whatever they said because it was just like, yeah, whatever. I didn't think about it. It's when I had time to sit down and think and go, well, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Like, how did you go from point A to point B and wind up with the color nine? Like, I don't understand that. Wait, how did that work out? Because my brain is not following that, that pattern that you're setting out. And then it started happening more and more and more. And like I'd see one thing and then they'd tell me, yeah, you didn't see that. We want, yeah, this is what I actually, no, 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 no. I'm, okay, I know I have brain issues right now, but that's not what I saw. 
No, it's what you said. No, it's not. So when you're telling me to that, I you want me to lie to myself. I got a problem with that. I lie to myself enough. I don't need you to create lies for me to believe. Like I don't need somebody helping me lie to myself. Self-deception has always been, you know, one of my talents. Darth um, uh, is saying, I'm just saying I know I talk too much. It's all good. Oh, no, I don't. Oh, because you, oh, because a lot in the chat. No, that's all right. Like I said, I have my stuff scripted out so I can stop, go back, and, you know, pick up where we left off. Uh, what's up, Bubba? Why, who showed up? No, we're all the same. Uh, head to you to Outpost. Head to you to Outpost? You're, I swear to God, T-Rex, your freaking your typos are great. I love them. Yeah, but I'm not sure I would be, and we were in attack. I feel like I have to stretch to compensate for the lefty bullshit. You know... Like, I, I've told Winning many times, I just don't understand why they can't fix here. And it's, you know, his thing is always because they don't want to. It it doesn't, it doesn't suit them to fix anything here. It suits them to continue, you know, with the bullshit and to escalate it, to weed people out, to eradicate entire, you know, demographics to make them eradicate themselves you know like put ideas in their head that they go and they do all these things to their body where they can't procreate they're no longer they're no longer honestly like functioning people you know where you have all this mental illness is quote unquote mental illness because it's so easy to diagnose somebody and give them a new label and another label and another label because we've become comfortable being categorized you know we use it to justify the things that we do we use it to justify the things we believe in and we get to fall back on these like ridiculous general generalities that don't really apply to us if you really look at it all you need to do like sometimes is just to suck it the fuck up like suck it up stand up take the hits because you knew you had them coming and move on don't sit there and be like oh what am i gonna do i have this i have that you have to forgive me no like if i did something i did it were there reasons yeah there's always reasons are they valid nah you know but they're your reasons you're going to use them as a crutch you're going to use them you know however you can I don't want to, how do I say this? I don't want to be that person who every time I say or do something, I can turn around and say, it's because I was depressed. It's because I have anxiety. It's because I have this. It's because, I, you know what? I was born with half this crap. And yet I didn't always have the same reactions. I didn't always make the bad decisions. Sometimes I just made the decisions to survive. And that was it. That was my only reason. Just get through the day. Just make it till tomorrow. 
Maybe tomorrow will be different. Some of them were hopeful decisions. Some of them were desperate. I feel like we no longer have like that hopefulness. I feel like now everything is being done in such desperation because it's escalating so quickly and it's unraveling so quickly. And I, I mean, I am happy to see that so many people are waking up and going, Hey, (laughs) no, no, now you've gone too far. Like, no, I, even I can't, you know, get on board with this bullshit. I love seeing that, but it's not enough. You know, watching that movie Sound of Freedom with winning and the crew and everybody. That that movie rocked me. Like I have not been shaken in so long. And I really like I told him, I said I really didn't think I'd be able to watch it. And I you know, I had to tell myself, you know, yeah, you've been through a lot of stuff, but you've never been through this. You know, they live through it. You got no right to look away because you're uncomfortable. So I forced myself to watch it. And it did. I was shook. Because when something like that is going on in the world, when children are being brutalized and exploited and sold and killed and for what? For somebody's perverse pleasure? Really? And we're worried about stupid shit in this world, all the petty bullshit. Why are we not concentrating on these kids? The whole gender re-identification program thing that they got going. Like, why are we not fighting that harder? Why are we not louder about it? You know, we're allowing them to sterilize our kids. We're allowing them to wipe out you know, generations to come. Yeah, are they wiping themselves out? Yeah, all right. Some might say survival of the fittest. They're kids. Their brains are soft, you know, like, and I don't mean that in an actual, like, they're just, they're soft-headed. It's the first thing you learn when you have a baby. Protect the neck and head because they can't do it themselves. They are incapable of holding up their head because they just they their muscles aren't trained that way yet they're not strong enough yet that doesn't change as their kids you still have to protect their head you just have to protect what's in it you know you have to make sure that that doesn't get damaged it's so easily damaged and sometimes irrevocably You know, sometimes you can't undo the damage that's been done. You know, I grew up in the 70s. I remember all the cultist crap. Every movie was Christy McNichol and her brother trying to escape some goddamn cult. There had to be 50 of those friggin' movies. You know, after school specials, everything was about cults. Cult, 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 cult. And then nobody wanted to talk about them. They went on to, like, you know, the big cults and... You know, the big extreme things happening. They didn't talk about the underbelly of it all. You know, they didn't talk about that that narrative that never stops. That they're always going after the kids for one reason or another. This time, they were really effective. 
they were really effective. It caught on like wildfire because they had they used other agencies or other groups to give themselves recognition and credence. You know, like they did everything they could to make themselves be the truth that nobody wants to face. And they, they're destroying an entire generation through that shit. And the ones that they don't destroy, they medicate. They dumb them down. They make life so ridiculously unaffordable that these, these kids can't grow up because they can't leave and survive on their own. It's sad. It's sad how, how they have systematically gone through all of the youth, not just the kids, even just the, what are they called, millennials? Or Gen Z or whatever the fuck they're called, but they're retarded. Um, they can't think for themselves. <laughs> they, don't, they don't know who George Washington was. How did you in this country and not know who that was explain it to me they don't know basic civil rights they don't even know the difference between the declaration of independence and like um, the bill of rights they, they no clue they have no clue that those are two different things it's all the same no it's not they refuse to admit that we were supposed to be a you know, democratic republic. That it's about the people. They let government do everything. And I've seen the interviews. It kills me when they're like, oh, you know, they'll say something. Do you want the government to, you know, be part of like, you know, education or whatever? They're like, oh, well, I can't say anything because I, I don't pay for my college education. I got a grant from the government for that. And it's like, oh, so that's how they get you. Like, and that's what they do. They, they're like, all right, come over to my side. We have cookies. Yeah. But they have like marijuana cookies. I mean, I firmly believe that's why pot is now legal in most places. Cause they're like, you know what? They're starting to wake up. Can we introduce something else to like make everybody kick back? And it worked a lot. It did. It worked. Because even for me, I was just like, ah, oh, screw it. Then I just don't have to care. And I numbed myself up as much as I could. And it worked for a little while. I was peaceful. And the world burned around me. But I couldn't feel it. So it didn't matter. You know, it's like, if I don't see it, it's not there. Uh, Jacob P. Wait, no. God's hideous. I've been labeled racist, misogynist, homophobic, Islamophobic. Shlamophobic? What's Shlamophobic? I think you lying. You liophobic. What the hell is shlamophobic? Uh, Castro, I get that. I'm probably more accelerationist. Now you're just making shit up. But <laughs> it's funny to see this shit live, get theirs, and cry about it. 
Dartidius, uh, I mean it in the context of if you don't subscribe to the group, think of the swamp, he'll run you off because you're a threat to the narrative. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it's the little petals on the right. Uh, Inya, you can't see me. Yes, I can. You're right there. Hi. I think John Zena is in your phone. <laughs> she wishes he was in her phone. Rabbit, government can look all they want. All they'll see is wrinkles and sag. Stop. They'll see the freaking end of your double barrel shotgun. I guarantee that. Your doorbell reloads. I always picture you outside, Rabbit, sitting on a rocking chair, like with, like, you know, like the overalls, like the. Yeah, the overalls on, just with the cigarette in one hand, and a cup of coffee in the other, and the shotgun right across your lap. Like, that's how I always picture you, just outside, like try me, motherfucker, <laughs> just try me. Let's go. That's why I love you. You're just badass. In you, Murs. My daughter used to do that before I had ever heard it. She watched wrestling with her grandpa. Then Cena was on this Nickelodeon movie called Fred. He was Fred's dad who ran off or something. And he would appear in the fridge and say that and disappear again. Oh, Lord. Uh, yes, Javier Millet, Argentina. Oh, see, I'm terrible with names. You could have just said Argentina's new president. Um, you're absolutely reasonable. Fuck out of here. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're not going to go there. I'm going to let you have that one. Because, you know, I owe you one. But that's it. That's, that's the end. Don't push it. Uh, Jacob, someone in my work chat just said, sounds like someone has a case of the Mondays. <laughs> I don't have a case of the Mondays. I'm actually doing pretty good. Um the new Argentinian is present. FYI. Yes, I know. Now I know. I'm not going to remember it. And you all spell it different. Every single one of you spelled it different. So, um, anarcho-capitalist. I am way behind. Capitalist is an anarchist that believes in free markets. Okay. That's all. And anarchy is just as stupid and idealistic as communism. There you go. I like a little chaos, not a lot. Anarchy sounds like too out of control for me. And since we're talking about definitions, I lean toward misanthrope also. Okay. Sounds like a <laughs> fucking Inya. Uh, Jacob, don't confuse chaos with anarchy. I like I like chaos. Anarchy is way worse, I think. Come on. You don't think so? I think there has to be accountability somewhere. Like the buck has to stop somewhere and not always, you know, on us. Somebody else has to take the blame sometimes because it's not always us. Um, Dartidius, there's many, there's no way to have society free of government on a large scale. People are a little too stupid. Yep, to self govern. Absolutely. That's what I'm trying to say. Like there has to be. Some level of accountability somewhere higher up. Do I want to have an authoritarian, you know, like regime over me? No. No. Do I want totalitarianism? No. Do I want tyranny? No. 
But we haven't come up with anything else that works. And if we have, it hasn't been implemented. It's been probably, you know, demonized and put down and torn apart in every despicable way that they can. But what we have is not working. It's not working. It's, what, 250 years since our last revolution? There was a reason for that. You know, and maybe in the future there'll be a reason again. I don't support it. I don't belittle it. I don't speak against it. It is what it is. Am I partaking in a revolution of sorts? I feel like we all need to, you know, rebel a little. Especially when we, we find things that aren't right. You should stand up. You should say something. Will you be effective? Maybe. Maybe not. But you're definitely going to not be effective if you don't try. So I would rather take the risk and see if I can, you know, do a little good, make a little change, you know, rather than just sit back and be like, meh, I did that long enough. You know, I let things go long enough because I just, I had other things that were more important to me at the time. That was my mistake. Uh, Darth Hideous, I mean, I love the concept as well. That's why I'm a minarchist, because I'm aware that some semblance of government is necessary. But I'd like to get it back to just what's actually needed. Yes, like, can you give me back my privacy? That'd be great. We're never, ever going to have privacy again. It no longer exists in any way, shape, or form, no matter how hard we try. It doesn't exist. That's hideous. And let the markets take care of the fuck. <laughs> uh, what baffles me is that even a minimalist government is quickly overrun by Karens and commies and make things worse in an impressive amount of time. Yeah, just look at California. Uh, God, I can't shitting in the streets. I can't even imagine. Oh, my God. And I thought the 80s was bad. I mean, that's what we had comic relief for. I mean, the homeless problem was an issue. Now it's like homeless. And like then it was a lot more um, of the crack epidemic. Like there was a lot of people on crack and just giving everything up for it. You can't even pinpoint one goddamn drug right now. I mean, you could say oxy, but then you have, you know, yeah, there's the opioid crisis, but there's still the heroin crisis. There's still crack out there. There's meth. There's, you know, the fentanyl. There's like all these fucking things are out there. I feel like we're turning into Australia. Like everything we do is trying to kill us. The corn is trying to kill us. You know, your water is trying to kill you. Everything is against you. And you have to be hyper, hyper vigilant about what you're doing what you're supporting what you're buying what you're imbibing what you're digesting like i don't remember thinking of any of that shit growing up any of it wolf kinder oh my christy mcnichol oh come on i love christy mcnichol i loved her the nightlights went out in georgia with dennis quaid oh my goodness they were babies mark hamill he was in that I loved him. He was like, I get the feeling half of everything you say is bullshit. I just don't know which half. <laughs> I was like, 
I was like, that's going to be me one day. <laughs> I, I will live up to that line. <laughs> but yeah, that that's one of my favorite movies. And the soundtrack. I love the songs in that. Um, Darth Hideous. It's because the franchise of... Who had authority was unmarried from the people who bear the responsibility because, well, women should vote. Oh, here we go with the 19th. God, I forgot I used to do that. He said, all right, I'm just going to sit over here with my 19th and shut the fuck up. <laughs> Easy with the name calling shell. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, da, 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 da. George Washington is the explorer who discovered Washington State. They probably would think that. They probably would. I've heard them combine the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, and Vietnam all in one breath. And I'm like, you can't be that stupid. You just, you just can't. But I always forget people really are that stupid. Like, the, even the average is, they're dumb. They're, they're dumb. Dumb. And then I think, like, how did you make it out of school? And then I remember <laughs> we make them go through because we're not allowed to fail anybody anymore. Because that's detrimental to their mental health. It hurts their self-esteem if they're held back. It should. It should. If you get through kindergarten and you can't fucking write your name, no first grade for you. No first grade for you. I will be the kindergarten, you know, Yahtzee. No first grade for you. But I was overruled. And so they went first grade, second grade, third grade. Still couldn't read. Well, why didn't you teach them? Because they, out of 180 days, they didn't show up for more than half of one. That was it. I didn't even know they were my student anymore. Are you kidding me? Oh, because I see it on the roster at the, like, the last, and I need all these grades. Who is this person? I haven't seen them since the first day. Oh, well, you know, we want to score, but you have to pass them. Why do I have to pass them? They haven't been here. I honestly, I don't even know what they look like. I wouldn't know the kids to fall over. Didn't matter. No, we're not allowed to fail anybody because of the, the lockdown or because of isolation or whatever. Really? Okay, so now you just created a whole bunch of kids with anxiety because they know they're not prepared to go into the higher grades. They know they're not. And they know they're going to slip through the cracks. And they're going to get left behind. Not physically, like they won't be left back grade level. It's just they're going to go through school not knowing how to do anything. And they're always going to feel stupid. And they'll hate school. It'll be this insurmountable thing that for the rest of us, you know, we grew up, school was a necessity. You went to school every day whether you wanted to or not. You know, you got decent grades whether you wanted to or not. There were consequences. These kids have no consequences. None. Can't even discipline. They, they want to lock you up for disciplining your own kids. Oh, I took the iPhone away. You deprived them. That's abuse and neglect them. Blah, 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 blah. Shut up. But it's true. They turn everything on you. They take away every tool you have at your disposal when you're a parent. 
so you gotta remove the kid from the situation and hope to God you could do it on your own. You know, it's not easy. I love my kids. I love how they turned out, but I fucked up many times. Many, many, many times. And I fuck up every day. You know, sometimes I'm lucky enough to have somebody who goes, yeah, that wasn't the best way you could handle that. What do you mean? Because you know, I'm just going through the day like I always do. You know, sometimes I need that. Hey, you know what? You could have done this. It would have worked out a lot better. Oh. Yeah. Does it hurt my pride? Yeah, it sure does. But when it's coming from a good person or a good place, I, I can listen. I don't I don't always react well in the moment, but I do. I, I listen and I hear it. And I adapt. Uh, and that's my whole point. You have to be willing to change. You have to be willing to see the things that you're doing wrong. That's precisely what they want. Um, they want you docile, compliant and, not compliant and not caring, unless you're raging at the other side of the political aisle. Um, Shlamophobic is a new word for fear, hate of the jo of the Jews. I should have known that. Uh, you know, little Shlomo. <laughs> oh, lady, you make me laugh sometimes. Uh just take it to the fence. Take it to the fence. Uh, I like it better than anti-Semitic. Yeah, that's... Uh, they, they just throw those words around like crazy. Those who need leaders are not qualified to choose them. Michael Malice. All right. Rabbit and her uh, M134 minigun. <laughs> minigun go... Brrrr. Darth Reasonableist? No. That's way too much of a mouthful. Uh, it doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. I'd rather... The M21 Vulcan. Look, here comes Rabbit. I only have a 380 Smith & Wesson, a 12-gauge, and a rifle, tw a 22 rifle. Nice. That's only... She only has those... <laughs> Whatever, she's strapped. She's loaded for bear. Uh, for 800 bucks. Nice. Bims! Hello, honey. You're never late. You arrive precisely when you want to. Oh, Wolfkinder, too many labels. Labels just divide us. If two people can't believe 100% the same things, how can a whole group of people? But, you know, that was never a thing. You never made friends with somebody you agreed with absolutely 100% completely. That made shit boring. God, I do not want to be with anybody who agrees with me 100 freaking percent because then there's nothing left to talk about. Nothing. You have to have some areas where you can learn from one another. Yeah. You know, otherwise, well, I, I would just be like really close friends with what myself. I'm not that big a fan of me. So I don't need another one. If I wanted my twin, I'll just talk to her in my head. But I don't need somebody who's just like me. I need somebody who's different than me. You know, yes, we have commonalities. Yes, we have um, similar traits or similar characteristics or similar values. But is everything the same? No. I want pushback. You know, I want, 
I want somebody who's going to challenge my way of thinking, who's going to make me want to be better and smarter and more informed and more reasonable and less, you know, irrational. I I want somebody who's going to bring the better parts of me out and make me better and who I'm going to do that to as well, because it's not a one way thing. It's, it's got to be transactional. It's got to be, I give you give, I give you give. Otherwise one person is going to get real resentful and burn out. And then both of them lose. To me, that's, that's not an acceptable scenario to me. Um, I do have a lot of pointy things and baseball tools. Yes, girl. I'm all about the pointy things. Trust me, there's all stabby things <laughs> hidden throughout my house, just in case. And listen, people make fun, but if I hadn't had that laptop right in front of me in the hospital, what would I have done? That that bitch would have like beat my ass. But I had that laptop, and I was going to use it as a weapon. Uh, that's hideous. If Shelly can't believe the shit industry, she must not be familiar with India. No, I... Ugh. I try not to think about that because we had the one street in Hoboken when they all moved here that you had to hold your breath the entire length of the street when you were in the car. And to this day, like now I hit the roll on my floor now. Oh my goodness. So much curry being cooked on my floor. And I hate the smell of curry because it reminds me of that place. And I'm just like, as soon as I feel like, as soon as I smell it, oh, no, good. Oh, apparently, my son woke up and became a hyena. Jesus Christ. Uh, live in the middle of nowhere. It makes it hard to find you. Ask the delivery people. <laughs> Listen, they can't find me here. The GPS sends them like a block away, and I always send them instructions. I'm like, don't listen to the GPS. It's wrong. They don't listen. They're like, oh, I'm over here. But GPS, bitch, do you see the blue dot? That's where I'm at. Find me. Come find, Come on. Come this way. Come find me. Oh, I hate them. Curse you when you're 19th. Mimsy became become a member and don't miss a thing. Mimsy with the links. There you go. Uh, thank you, Mimsy. I watched three college student women who couldn't say how much a quarter century was. When I... <laughs> it's shit like that that hurts my heart, Darth. It really does. It really hurts. I, I can't... like, And they have no, like... They have no math abilities. What was that one chick that was like... Elon Musk has... 200 billion dollars and there's only so many billion people so if he gave everybody like a billion dollars he would take care of world hunger and here's she's like here's the rub like she was so proud she was so smart with this math he'd still have 190 billion dollars left i was like <laughs> <"Bitch, what?"> <laughs> i laugh because if i don't laugh i will cry it's terrible. Uh, you said Gen Z is retarded. I'm Gen Z and clearly only a little retarded at best. Listen, you're a different animal, Jacob, okay? 
you just not everybody fits the bill but i'm talking about like the masses uh the unwashed masses i'm mean, also cheers and everybody in chat we late that was 10 minutes ago i'm way late school is always a prison on planet bullshit in my opinion well that's because you're a boy and a lot of boys think that way uh I agree with Michelle 100% on everything except 19th. <laughs> no, I would, you know, I wouldn't. I don't, I don't know that I would mind not having to vote. I don't know that, I don't know how I feel about it. Cause right now I feel like no matter what I vote, they're going to tally it down as however the fuck they want anyway. Like, so how much credence or how much weight does my vote actually have? It's like giving me Monopoly money. Yeah, I just paid her $500 in Monopoly money. I can't do nothing with that. <laughs> That's what my vote is right now. It's just as useful as fucking Monopoly money. Uh, Wolfkin, Michelle, you missed my point. I'm sure I did because I'm juggling 900 points. You come up here. Uh, you'll never meet a person who has identical beliefs as you, but we use labels for groups and of people and assume that they all believe exactly the same things. Yeah, and I get that. I do. And you're like, oh, you're this. Well, we, we should hang out because we have all the same whatever because somebody's called you whatever. I don't... I don't know if you can hear him, but he's loud as hell. Hold up. Lord, I had to yell at him. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, but no, I, I do. I get it. I get it. I, I didn't miss the point. I think I just talked around it and talked about a different point. Um, categorizing people, putting them in their own little boxes, it makes them nice and neat for everybody else. But people don't belong in boxes. People are multifaceted. They're complex. You know, there's a whole bunch of shit that we think about and we talk about and we believe and you can't just put one word on it or even like five words on it and say, okay, this is true and this is everything you are because there's always stuff that's going to be uncovered as you go through life. You're going to change. You're going to, you know, morph into something else. You'll learn a lesson here that'll change your entire outlook, you know. Moving from being a teenager to a young adult, that that's a shift. You know, moving from young adult into adulthood, you know, where you take on more responsibilities and you take on more accountability. That's another shift. You know, then you have the people who get married. That's another shift. You get, you know, if you're lucky or, you know, if that's what you want, you become a parent. I'm sorry, the minute that little human comes out, and you're, you realize, oh my God, this is my responsibility. And you feel that all-encompassing love for them that you would move the world for them. Nothing's ever the same. You know, nothing that you believed is the same. Nothing you looked at is the same. No, no step you take is taken the same way as you did before you had that kid. And if it is... 
then you're not growing as a person or there's something, you know, fundamentally missing in that relationship between you and, you know, that child. You might have, you know, you might have some issues. All Jacobs are savages, apparently. All mine are. I love my Jacobs. It won't be long until our money is as worthless as Monopoly money as well. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> Good thing it already looks like Monopoly money. I know you got to hold it up. You got to look for the look for the line and look for the color and look for the like the little thing that's embedded and well, whatever. My son gave a guy a two dollar bill the other day as a tip and the guy was like looking at him and he was like, what is this? He goes, no, it's real money. I, I'm, I swear to God. He was like, look at it. He was like, it's actual money. He was like, people just don't use it. He was like, but it's real. It was like, it, it's a two dollar bill. He was like, is it? It's really money though. And the guy came back this week and he was like, I remember you. You gave me the two dollar bill. He was like, that shit was cool, man. I was like, bro, he's like forty five. <laughs> How do you not know there were two dollar bills? Really? Like, come on. But oh, temperature is dropping again. I'm getting the chills, or my blood pressure is dropping. But I can't stop to do my blood pressure right now. Um, too bad Monopoly can't make a Bidenomics edition. Oh my god, because half the board would have to be on fire. Well, I mean, no, it just has to really be Atlantic City, because Atlantic City is the perfect reflection of Bidenomics. Jesus, uh, all glitz and glamour on the coast where all the casinos are, and then everything else just murder and grape and like it's all slums. It's terrible. Atlantic City is one of the worst cities to go to. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. It's disgusting. And yeah, I love to gamble there because I love the casinos, but you can't go outside the casinos unless you're on the boardwalk. And you better be with somebody. Don't be by yourself. <laughs> no, no, no. And there's a fortune teller every 10 feet. And each one will be willing to tell you about your soulmate. You're this and the lucky numbers you should play and go to this casino and play this certain game. Always fun. Uh, only once. I went with my family and this old gypsy lady was sitting on the boardwalk and she grabbed me and it was, it was literally like maybe three months after daddy passed away. So I was 13 and she grabbed my arm and she like brought me down. Like I was like face to face with her. And I was just like, Oh my God. And she said, I feel bad for what's coming for you. And I was like, what? She said, I'm sorry. She said, if I told you, she said you would make it happen anyway. She was like, but I feel sorry for what's coming for you. And I was just like, I was devastated. My mother was like, get away from my daughter. And my grandmother you know, she came over purse high, ready to like beat this old gypsy woman. <laughs> And she was like, yeah, all right. I was like, I'm all right, I'm all right. But this is what she told me. And my grandmother was just like, oh. Well, let's not think about it anymore. And, you know, she's like giving my grandfather looks like, oh. And I'm like, all right. So I'm missing something, obviously. But I let it go. 
but yeah, she was just so creepy. And she just, she talked to me like she just knew what my future was. I was very upset about it. Uh, it's a different thing once you're a parent. It is. The whole world is different when you're a parent. Uh, Jefferson notes are the dopest notes. They need to start printing those again. Yep. Because uh, people use ATMs. You can still get $2 bills if you go into a bank. Yep. Uh, trying to sleep again, laughing at inappropriate things. <laughs> well, that's what we're here for, Rabbit. Laughing at the damn inappropriate things. Because if you can't laugh, what's the point? <sighs> All right, let's see. Where did I... All right, so this is what we were talking about. So, um, all right, so this is a little heavier. Uh, I said I grew up traditional, you know, by 1940s standards. All my dreams depended on me being a good traditional Catholic Italian woman who, um, who eventually would become a dedicated, you know, wife and mother. I wanted to be the matriarchal housewife. I wanted to stay at home with my kids. You know, I wanted a dozen kids. You know, I wanted a husband to dote on and take care of. I wanted to be provided for and protected. You know, love, honor, and cherish. That's what I thought I would get throughout eternity with one man. That's what my goal was growing up. And I did everything that I could to put myself on that path to make myself into that person, despite the shit that I went through in my childhood. Uh, I was a good girl. You know, I didn't even curse. You know, I was obedient. I did whatever the hell was asked of me. I didn't complain about it. I was everybody's errand girl. Go to the store, go to this one, go to that one. Da, da, da. I ran myself ragged to make everybody happy. And I just knew that that was going to be my life. My life was going to be dedicated to my family. I would just create my own family. I would have my husband and my kids. And, you know, I would, you know, have somebody with me to shoulder the load to, to teach them all the values and the morals that, you know, we shared and whatever. And, you know, I, I didn't get that. You know, I, I had an unfortunate incident where I was graped, and to me, it was all gone. You know, and I'd ruined it all. And I say I because I felt it was my fault in a lot of ways, and I still do. As much as, you know, people want to put all the blame on him, you know, I have to be responsible for my decisions. I have to... I have to own up to the fact that, yeah, I chose to date. You know, I chose to date outside the Italians, which in my neighborhood, you just didn't do. Uh, in my family, you didn't do that. I chose to do that. I chose to date outside a group that I was familiar with to date somebody whose background and traditions and upbringing I had no idea about. I went in there blind. You know, I chose to be alone with the boy without supervision. I knew better. But I wanted to, you know, be a rebel. I wanted to be independent. Because that's what you do, right? That's what girls are supposed to do now. We're supposed to be strong. We do what we want. 
And that's, I tried that and I paid a very, very high price for that. Um, you know, there's always going to be a part of me that believes I deserve what happened. Give me a minute, guys. There's always going to be that part that believes that was my punishment for not doing what I was supposed to do. You know, for not for not sticking to the formula that I've been told to stick to my whole life. You know, because I stepped out of line and I tried to be different and I tried to do things different. And you know, I've I've fucked around and I found out. That's how that works, you know, and that was that I put on me. And because that happened, I changed. You know, I changed. Rather than admit that I could have made better choices or, you know, that I could have reduced the risk to myself or, you know, to anything. Um I went the total other way. Instead of saying, okay, it's just that, you know, it happened. It didn't ruin everything. No, I went complete, you know, cataclysm. Like, no, everything's burned to the ground. And, oh, yes, I'm still going, nerd. Uh, things, things didn't have to implode. You know, they didn't have to all go up in smoke. But I didn't have any guidance, so I was doing it all by myself. So did I choose to say, oh, I can get past this and everything will be okay. And I'll just, you know, I'll keep going toward that and I'll keep working toward that. No. For me, it was one raindrop ruined an entire entire sunny day. You know, like everything was shot to shit. So I went the other way. You know, I spent years being as outrageous and wild and angry as I could be. Yeah, I, I figured, fuck it. You know, that dream's dead. That's shattered. Let's go then. Turn it up. Let's turn it up. Burn it down. And that's what I did. And I did it well. I That's one thing. I don't do anything half-ass. Um, and that led to an entire life of negativity and more bad choices. I mean, unaliving myself became like my backup plan. But I didn't even think twice about it. I had no regard for my own life. None. Couldn't think of a reason why I should bother. You know, it was just easier to just give up. Give up and leave. That's what, yeah, that's what you do. Why not? You know, cutting became a release valve for me. You know, some people cut for attention. I cut to get rid of the pain and the negativity that was trapped inside. You know, all that self-hatred. Every time the emotions would well up, rather than lose it, I would cut and, oh, look, I still bleed. Okay. <laughs> that was actually calming for me. Um, the only thing I had a value to give in a relationship was sex. That was it. Was I good at it? Yep. Did I enjoy it? Yep. 
Did I get off on it? Nope. Because there was always something missing. Because I always went the hollow, you know, shallow route. <laughs> and <laughs> I know there's jokes in there somewhere, but no. Um, anger, cruelty. They were my best friends. You know, I'd cut you so much as look at you. Yeah, I'd cut you so you couldn't cut me. That was it. Like, I'd be the first one to attack so that I didn't have to defend myself. I became tough. You know, that toughy. With the, you know, the abrasive personality and the, the hard language. And the my first reaction is to punch you in the face. You know, even if it's just verbally. You know, that, that's where I was. That's where I wound up. You know, the bad changes are easy. They're easy to make. They feel good in the moment and they fulfill a need at the time. But they're some bad decisions and they build up and they make life infinitely harder. They make everything you do harder. Uh, at some point, I had to stop and I couldn't. So, you know. Life came along and did it for me. It made me physically stuck in a place so that I'd have to look inward and face my demons. You know, I'd have to face all my bad decisions and own them. And I could either live with knowing that I did all these things to myself and stagnate there and just die there, like curl up into a ball and just wither away, or I could change. And I chose to change. Change for me, it's a journey. It's a very, very hard journey. It's very difficult. And, you know, I'm battling a lot more than just physical issues. Some days I have nothing left to give. You know, like recently, you all know that we've had so many changes going on. And for the better. But that doesn't make them less draining. You know, I should feel amazing right now. Because so many things are coming together and things are, you know, leveling out and there should be relief, you know, just coursing through my veins. And there's not. Yeah. Because I have this huge boulder that I'm constantly pushing uphill and I just, the energy just isn't there. You know, sometimes the hill is too steep, the boulder's too heavy. I can't seem to move it, but it doesn't mean I ever give up trying. I'm always trying to push that boulder up the hill. I fail every day. I fail several times a day. And I'm okay with that. Because if I'm failing, I'm trying. It's kind of a lot to process. It is. It is a lot to process. There's a huge shift in everything going on in my life. And I, some things I don't want them to change. And I feel like they are, and it's killing me because I don't want them to go bad, you know? But the thing is when, like right now, like I said, I don't mind failing because it means I'm trying. And if I'm trying, it means I want to live. To me, that's... That's the most important thing to me right now. You know, I want to live. Because right now I'm just existing. I'm stuck working through all this crap. You know, 
I live in pain. I pretend I don't. You know, I try not to be a bother. I try to look strong. And I try to live up to the expectations of others. And I fail a lot. I have a harder time failing other people than I do myself. That's a lot harder to live with for me. Um, I know you all think I'm loud and opinionated and I talk so much. But I really do keep a lot of what I have going on quiet. Um, because I don't want other people to claim my pain. I don't want them to be like, oh, I did that. Because some people might feel bad and some people might get off on it. And fuck those people. Uh, I don't want to give anybody the satisfaction knowing that they hurt me. You know, and why? Why do I why do I do any of this? Why do I do all this? I do it because I'm afraid. You know, and that's the most difficult change for me. Moving through life without that constant fear. Somebody usually asks me, why? Why are you so afraid? Why? Why are you afraid all the time? And if they don't ask that outright, that's insinuated in the other things that they say. And I get it. Because it's hard to wrap your head around when you're, you're used to being brave. I mean, if I'm honest, what am, what am I afraid of? I don't know. Let's take a look at what I'm afraid of. And this is, yeah, I'm going to cry. I'm afraid of, let's, I'm going to see if I race through it and see if I get through it. I'm afraid of being abandoned, being lied to, being deceived, being used, looking stupid, being judged, being made fun of, being not being believed or being called a liar, being wrong, not being good enough, not being enough, being too much, being unlovable or worse, worse for me is disliked, um, being an embarrassment, being a bother, being a burden, being seen as weak. And that's just to name a few. I could go on and on. Each causes me to act a certain way to counter that fear. Um, I'm afraid of being abandoned, so I will put up with shit that I shouldn't. I will accept less than I deserve. Because I'm afraid to rock the boat and chase that person away. I'm afraid of being lied to, so I don't ask the difficult questions. Uh, I'm afraid of looking stupid, so I just, sometimes I just won't talk. 
I just won't. Or I'll dip out and be like, oh, I got something else to do. Or I'll suddenly be tired and I need to sleep. And I will go to sleep. Don't don't get me wrong. I will go to sleep, but that's my body helping me going, yeah, we can go hide. Let's go. You know, being made fun of. So what do I do? I lash out first. Or I lash out at myself. How many times have y'all heard me make fun of myself? I think I'm the most critical person when it comes to me. And that's just to name a couple of things. And each day, I mean, I try to move out of that fear mindset. And each day I kind of get sucked back in by one or the other. And I was like one step forward, two steps back. And it's enough to make you want to give up. You know, I feel like some days I'm fighting a losing battle. I'm beating a dead horse. All those, you know, lovely colloquialisms, the idioms that that tell you, you know, <laughs> you're doing this for nothing. You're beating your head against the wall. You're, you know, your words are falling on deaf ears. All that kind of shit. But here's the thing. Uh, I actually believe in that light that visited me in the hospital. You know, that was seven months ago. And it told me to make a choice. Yeah, and I chose to live. And I knew, I knew it would take courage and energy. More than I had, probably, to do it. But I, I knew I had to try. And I firmly believe that if God was with me, I'd find a way to do it. And I still believe that today. You know, every day I search for different ways to improve, to not slip back into my old way of being, to not, um, to not be a bother to others, but to be a benefit to them in a good way, not in a people-pleasing way, but in a, hey, you know, like, here, here's, the, here's all my vulnerability. I, I really hope, you know, it talking about it makes you feel better i hope it makes you feel stronger not so alone it makes you feel like you know hey look her life absolutely sucked i could do this you know like <sighs> sometimes my ego still steps up and gets in my way it does I'm not going to lie about that. It, it, you know, it's hard for me to say, hey, you know, pay attention to me. I need it. It's hard for me to just come out and say something like that. You know, hey, pay attention to me like I pay attention to you. You know, it's hard to say to somebody, you know, I do for you, but you're you're kind of slacking. Mm. You know, it's really difficult for me to... They treat me right, or I'm going to protect myself by pulling away. It's hard to put that stuff out there because I'm not blaming anybody. I'm just stating facts, but people might take it personally. But those are boundaries that I, I need to work on. Those are standards I need to work on. See, it's not my temper that people need to worry about. It's my silence. 
Because when I'm willing to talk, that means I'm willing to work on it. When I'm quiet, it means I, I gave up. And I just accepted that this is the way it is. And I have... I've just written it off. And I've, I've stopped putting energy into it. Uh... I've learned to pick my battles. And if I'm not putting energy into the battle, it means it's not that important to me any anymore. And I don't see the point. I don't push to be important to somebody. You know, if, if I'm not important to you and you show me I'm not important to you, I will follow your example and I will step to the right and be off stage and I'm gone. I don't want to push myself onto anybody. I don't. I don't want to fight for my place. I don't make people fight for their place in my life. Ever. If you have a place, you know it. Because I make room for people. And I always forget that other people maybe don't know how to do that. You know, maybe they're not good at that. Maybe they're, maybe that's their fear. And I got to learn to give some, some grace. You know, I have to learn to not not run the first time, you know, like my feelings get hurt or the first time that fear kicks in. Because that fight or flight is a bitch. Uh, but the more, you know, like the more I concentrate on like these sermons and stuff, the more I believe God does have a plan for me. I need to stop um, tripping myself up. Well, he's, you know, working away on his plan. He's going to put me where I need to be with who I need to be with when I need to be there. Not before, you know, not, not too late. It's going to be at the right time. It's just probably not going to be on my time. You know, I want things on my time. God's time runs very different. You know, he wants us to work for it. He wants us to work to be good and to be better and to allow him the power to affect us, mind, body, and soul. And sometimes, you know, the changes God requires, there, there's going to be pain, you know, a lot of sacrifice. Sometimes there's going to be blood. You know, God does require a very high price to be paid. But if you trust him, you know, you know it's going to be worth it. And you know to just believe in it and put your faith in that and go with it. But again, that takes courage. It takes courage to accept that changes are not always what you think they're going to be. And it takes a lot more courage to initiate change rather than just let it take place to actually chase change and to make sure that that happens to me, that takes real bravery. It's a bravery that some days I don't have. And I'm lucky to have people in my life who are that brave. And I get to lean on them. Um, owning our mistakes can bring clarity and a need for change. God wants this evolution to occur. And with that adherence to God's will, we put ourselves back on the road to his blessings and this is 
the end of my 16 page rant uh change has to be for you though for you and for god don't change to appease or appeal to someone else don't love someone in hopes that they'll change love people as they are but with room for them to change in the future change that may or may not happen if you don't make room that leads to regret and pain and usually you're just making the best of a bad situation and that's not the road to joy or truth you know find your truth explore all the truths and then live that truth don't limit yourself to fulfilling the expectations of others reach for your destiny that was set by your maker and charge toward your destiny with the determination rather than an expectation. Rely on yourself and be with those who live the same way in the truth. Don't live with people who are comfortable living in a lie because they will make you comfortable to live in that lie as well. Now, chat, let's see. Oh, Lord. Um, Okay, laughing at inappropriate things. Of course you said laughing at inappropriate things, and I instantly launched into crying. <laughs> Damn, I went to the store and back, and you're still going. Nerd said, I would cut the bottom of my feet so I could feel something other than loneliness when I was walking by myself. Oh, nerd. That's terrible. I'm sorry, honey. Don't do that. Yes, shim. Darth hideous. It's kind of a lot to process. Change is the only constant of time. Yep. Mimsy. Yes, uh, you do the best you can with what you're dealt sometimes. And that's the thing. You make the best of bad situation, but that's not that's not good for you. Sometimes you don't have a choice at the moment. But I feel like you should always internally plan for changes. Maybe you just have to dream about it. Like a lot of changes start just by you thinking about them. You know, building them up in your head. Somebody once told me that they like to build cities in their head when the problems get too bad. And I was thinking about that and I was like, all right, if things get so bad that you need to escape by building a whole other fucking dimension, <laughs> that that's an issue. But I could see the concept. I could see where you would take your problems and play them out in your head. If you can't physically do something to take action, like if all you have are words, all you have are ideas, then run with them. Evolve them. Build them up. Add detail to them. Write them out. Something. Just so that you start at least setting the foundation for what you know you're going to want you know plan it out don't just act that's one thing i don't recommend don't just do something just to do it think about it first because consequences are a bitch and though your decision that you made and the change that you made might, or the action might have taken 10 seconds what reverberates or grows out of that could last your entire lifetime so be careful, you know, have fun, be joyous, be happy. Don't be stupid. I spent most of my life being stupid. 
You know, was I wounded? Yeah. My traumas? Yeah. Was I crazy? Yeah. Crazy is as crazy does. But none of that is an excuse for the stuff that I did. I still had to live with the consequences. It didn't matter why I did the things or what pushed me to do them. I did them. And I had to be a grown-up and own them. And I had to be accountable for what they spawned. You know, whatever grew out of whatever decisions I made or actions I took, I had to deal with that. Which would have been fine, but other people were involved as well. So, I mean, my actions affected many other people. It's the same thing with the unaliving. When I was on those pills, that's all I thought about. All I thought about. I'm telling you, you each had videos. I had goodbye videos for everybody. You know, and it was just, I was ready. I was done. Until it got to that point. And I was like, I'm not done. Like, oh my God, I'm not done. Like, because it wasn't. It wasn't an escape anymore. Now it was a death sentence. It was a prison sentence. It was um, somebody else choosing for me, which we all know I have a problem with. Um, so I had to look at it different. And I finally was like, oh, my God, what would I do with my kid? Like, what would my kids do if I wasn't here? Who would take care of them the way I do? It wasn't who would take care of them because somebody will always step up to take care of one of, you know, like both of the kids. They might not stay together, but they would definitely be taken care of. But nobody would take care of them the way I do. I don't trust anybody to take care of them the way I do. And I'm a fuck up. So it's like, mm. but I do my best. You know, am I always a great person when dealing with my kids? No, sometimes I'm just ugh, horrible. But I get cold on it. So I, I get better. I don't trust anybody else to love my kids as much as I do. So I couldn't leave. And suddenly that unaliving option was off the table. I didn't know what to do with that. I had to actually make plans for the future. What the hell is that? When you have the option to check out every day, you don't make plans for the future. You don't care. Nothing in the future matters because you're never going to get there. That was my mindset. Doesn't matter what I do today because tomorrow might not be here. I may choose not to be here tomorrow. So what do I care what I do today? What do I care who I hurt? What do I care what I say? That's been my life. What do I care who I fuck? I don't care. I could, you know, swallow a bottle, you know, in an hour and I won't have to worry about the consequence of that at all. Once that option was gone, everything was different. Everything looked different. Everything felt different. Uh, fuck other people's expectations. Of course that came from dark. Uh, and Mimsy, Shelly, it's okay to feel fragile sometimes. Those that love you will always be there. 
That is not my experience, Mims. That has not been my experience. So I tend to be more fatalistic. Uh, I'm getting better, though. Judge Hideous, you're basically afraid of other people's bullshit opinions. Yeah, that too. Lady Awesome, others' opinions of you don't make you. You make you. Love yourself enough to not live in fear of others. Beliefs or limitations of you. You build the boundaries. Like I said, I'm just starting to learn how to do the boundaries thing. So, I mean, that's never been... That, that was never taught to me how to do boundaries. And I sure as shit didn't have anybody in my family with boundaries because Darth Hideous, when people show you who they are, believe them. Yeah. It took me a long time to learn that. Like when somebody says, I don't care, they don't. They don't care. Stop pretending like they do. Uh, Lady Awesome, Maya Angela once said, when people show you who they really believe them the first time. See, you guys are on the same wavelength. Look at that. I love it. Um, God brings people into your life for all his reasons. You may not understand the purpose, but his will be done. Yep. Yep. Sometimes they're in there for a season, sometimes a single reason, and sometimes they're there forever. You never know. I mean, it took me telling my mother, you're a horrible mother. I mean, I know you think you're working around like, oh, woe is me, and I'm poor martyr me, and whatever, but you suck. Like, I cannot believe that I'm the mother I am when I had you as an example. Like, you just, you're a horrible mother. How could you just, and I just lit into her. Because I was just, I was going to the hospital. I was tired of it. I was tired of knowing that I was going somewhere. I was going to be afraid. I was going to be alone. And she wasn't going to give a fuck. And so I let her know. And damn it, if you couldn't have knocked me over with a feather when she came into that friggin', um, that hospital to visit. And then again the next day with coffee. Like it was like, oh shit, who are you? Where'd you come from? She let herself believe a lie her whole life that she was doing a good job as a mom. That it was okay. I was okay with it. And I finally got to the point where I was like, no, it's time for you to have a harsh truth. And I gave it to her. I wrapped it all up all pretty and said, here you go. Here's your bullshit back. And I made her face it. And then I just walked away like, there you go. I, I can't change you. And if you're going to stay like this, I want no part of you. And it made her realize, holy shit, I have been crap. Maybe I should, you know, show her I care a little bit. And she did. She came every day. You know, and she brought me iced coffee every day. Once she was told that's what I drank, you know, and it was, it was nice to sit there and just bullshit with her for two hours. Yeah. And we needed that. But I shouldn't have had to tell her. And yet I did. You know, sometimes you just, you got to do the hard thing. Ah, oh, Lady said, always been on the same way like this, Dutch. That would worry me. 
Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, Mimsy, don't mind me. I'm just your sis trying to come for you. I know, honey, and I love you for it. I do. Yes, believe them when they show themselves the first time. It's so important. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lady Awesome, your comfort and understanding is needed and welcomed as at Mimsy. Yes. Yes, you are a very welcome um, bomb, I guess you would say. You're very soothing for me. And you're very sweet, and I appreciate you. I appreciate all of you. You know, Lady Awesome likes to kick me in the ass and then give give me, like, you know, the mama hug. <laughs> yeah, she's good at kicking me in the ass, though. But in the best way possible. Never offensive. And I do. I, I rely on you guys. I love being here with you. Um, I feel like we had a good morning. Over four hours. Not too bad. Got a lot out. We discussed a lot. I feel better. Do you feel better? I feel better. So having said that, let's see. Because Lady Autumn Sky is so amazing, I'm going to play... I deserve good things. I am entitled to my share of happiness. I refuse to beat myself up. I am an attractive person. I am fun to be with. Because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. I had to. Because I know you really enjoy that one. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> Uh, she said, you know, it's for your own good. Yes, I do. I do. Anyway, I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you guys for being here. I will be back Wednesday, 8 a.m. Don't know what we'll be talking about, but I'm sure it'll be something interesting. It'll be something emotional. I, and listen, I cried less than like three minutes this whole thing, and it's been four hours and 13 minutes. I did pretty good. Uh, we've come a long way, Michelle. You didn't like me when I first came around. However, this Pisces is your friend now. Yeah, no, I, I tend to re reject Pisces on the outset. Like, because I don't know what it is. They just, they have a way of, like, holding up a mirror to me all the time. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's like, I'm not ready for that. But no, yeah, I, I don't. I love you guys. I don't want you to go anywhere. And we have. We've come a long way. And I think we've all been through a lot together, adjacently, like just watching what each each one of us goes through. It's been a long road, but it's been a good one. So I am going to say goodbye for now. And I will, until winning gives me a new outro, I will play the intro because I just like it. And I will see you in the funny papers. Bye, guys. Jersey girl, I know that you're a Jersey girl inside. 4am at a diner, stop singing, living on a And prayer. doggone it, people like me. I'm thinking maybe you're a Jersey girl with all those highlights in your
Let me tell you about a girl from Jersey. She was looking so fine with her hips so curvy. I wanna over down and see side lights and I boardwalk fight at the end of the night. Hey, hold up, got a situation. Got a conversation from the girl's generation. She's hot like a girl next door with a tick gold bitties that I can't ignore. Who the fuck starts a conversation like that? I just sat down. I'd be a